Star Wars Power of the Force Collection. Darth Vader leads an evil empire towards universal domination. Join a brave rebellion with Luke Skywalker, Han Solo and Chewbacca, and Jedi Obi-Wan Kenobi. Can you stop the empire? Star Wars Power of the Force Collection. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys from the past, the present, the future. My name is Jason. You're listening to episode number 47. Joining us tonight from IGrewUpStarWars.com, Yoti Curmudgeon Tom. Buenos dias. You like the new music? The, the new music? Yeah. What? <laughs> Never mind. Also joining us tonight from JediBusiness.com, Chris B. Hello, Chris. Hello, everybody. Chris, you like the new music? What is he talking about? Next. <laughs> from, from, Jesus. from Vintage to Modern, Venoms to the Black Series, he collects them all. Our good friend, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. I have the power See, Ra- the Ryan knows what this music is. <laughs> and that's a stretch that's a stretch ladies and gentlemen or excuse me the two people that are listening and send your uh send your complaints to jason luttrell at galaxy yeah. yeah that email will get right to me <laughs> also joining us tonight from from forlom to zuckus.com it's jake hello jake Hello, and are we going to have a uh, public service announcement at the end of this episode? We are. Awesome. <laughs> and will, will Jake be getting in trouble, and Tom will be like the the older guy coming along to help him out yesterday. <laughs> That's right, Jake. Sometimes we don't need to act like jackasses. <laughs> public service announcement. And returning to it's the like sh- an episode of Shazam, everybody. And you guys remember that show? I do. The I'm live action. The, the live We're action. We're talking about Shazam now. Yeah, the live what action. Shazam. The live yeah, action show. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, with the uh, Winnebago and uh, driving around. That was good stuff. Mentor. Just Billy and Mentor in that huge camper all by themselves. Yeah. That doesn't sound right at I'm all. going to mute. <laughs> That's weird. Of course, in 95, I mean, 95, when did that come out? 75? It was all okay, but it was, now it's not okay. <laughs> it was on... Not to me. What is that? <laughs> Sorry. I was just playing with my Boba Fett. <laughs> you should be listening to what we're talking about, Chris. Maybe you can... Uh, did they have uh, Shazam at... Uh, did they have uh, Captain Marvel in uh, Germany? I I don't know. Maybe. Oh. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Well, you're a little younger than we are, just a little bit, but you might have probably missed that. I, a lot younger than you are. I remember it. Damn right, you old <laughs> you young little turd. Yeah. What are we talking about? Oh, Star Wars stuff. I'm sorry. Here, let's get this. Let me steer this thing back on the road. And, there we go. And we have a returning guest tonight from this week in Star Wars podcast, Matt Fox. Hello, Matt. I've never actually seen an episode of He-Man. You haven't? What? What? No. I never Neither. had the toys either. Why not? Neither have I. Neither have I. 
Never, good man. Matt, Matt, I never had the toys, but I watched the show. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I had. Man, the, I was all in. I, you and know of its, the thing is, you knew you knew of its existence, right, Matt? Oh, absolutely. What was yeah. your reason for not watching? I have no. It must have been on against something else. I don't know. You know, it was before DVRs and all that. You had to pick and well, choose. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, right. You know, if it was on against uh, Transformers or GI Joe. Or, I mean, I don't I mean, know. There, you, there you, you go. You got a losing. You got a losing show. <laughs> you you had to see like was it VH1 that did I love the 80s and they covered He-Man in that and they uh, went through all the homoerotic uh, ideas that were in that show or something. <laughs> those those shows always seem a little pandering. Oh, just a bit. <laughs> you know, I mean, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe was an excellent cartoon. I thoroughly enjoyed it as a Great. kid. I still enjoy it as an adult. I still watch it sometimes. It's a good show. I don't I, I can't stand shows that simply pander and talk about things from 20 <laughs> years ago in order to, uh, you know, get an audience to listen to it. Tell me about Today's it. Today's topic? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Have a comment or question about the show? Email us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at galaxyoftoys. And find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. Remember, you can listen to older episodes from our Podbean page at galaxyoftoys.podbean.com or search for us on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio. Today's topic, we are not actually talking about uh, He-Man, but uh, the uh, show tonight is going to be our reflection. 20 years ago, about this time, uh, Power of the Force 2, the uh, relaunch of Star Wars figures from Kenner slash Hasbro, was born. Does that make you feel old? Yes. <laughs> yes. Very old. Yes and no. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm still doing the same thing. So it's not like, oh, I remember I did that. Or remember those came out when I was in high school or college? No, it's like, yeah, I'm still doing it. <laughs> yeah. if, if they stopped making Star Wars toys and then I had to go back and there had a big gap and I'm like, oh, crap, that was a long time ago. But it does but mean, know. Jake, that you've been collecting Star Wars figures straight for 20 years. Straight for 20 years on and off for 38. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's go back uh 1995 <laughs> yeah 1995 star wars was getting was getting was pretty you know kind of getting back into the spotlight because there'd been a few novels out and some comic series and they were bendums and micro machines and finally I'm the, sorry what were there <laughs> ixnay on the endum bay and you know, when the Micro Machines and the Bendems were out, I really was hoping there would be new action figures. And I think it was Toy Fair of 95, February of 95, that actually some images showed up of the first uh, Star, Star Wars figures from Kenner in 10 years. That 10 years from 85 to 95 seemed to me like a, like an eternity. Like It, had, yeah. it seemed like it was forever. Yeah. Or like an eternity. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're past yes. that, Jake. Stop it. Sorry. Stop. No. And you know, there's a, there's a couple things. That's in there. a public service it, announcement. Let's just mute Jake's mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, there was rumors about them starting that Hasbro or the, the Kenner action figure line coming back for quite a while, too. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like in February, it was like, oh, there's figures coming out. I remember hearing about those rumors for probably two, three years before they came out. What did you find rumors at that time? Like, there was no internet back then, right? They were called. Oh, Blue yeah, Magazine. right. Yeah. <laughs> it can. Well, there was Lee's, uh, Lee's Toy Review. And Tomart's Action Figure Digest. Right, Tomart's, yeah. 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 And, and those magazines Wizard. were early on reporting that figures were rumored to be coming back. I do remember that. Yeah, and part of the buildup, too, was when Kenner started releasing the Action Master stuff. Yeah. Uh, which will die cast, were they about one and a half, two inch figures? Well, not figures, they're basically like micro collection, but bigger. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kenner figure. released Star Wars stuff in that. So it was like the precursor for that. Yeah, when I when I heard the, when I heard the figures were coming back, I didn't I didn't know what you know I the scale in '95 weren't most figures about a five inch scale like Batman yeah. and Spider Man and all that X Men oh, everything across, was five inch across the board Are they? yeah huh. everything was five inch and everything was super buff yeah yeah so I think it, everyone it, playmates yeah. playmates Star Trek wasn't Star Trek true, was five inch true. but it wasn't super buff. No. no, 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 no. They were three. Well, Playmate three Star Trek, inch. yeah, but yeah. that was that no. Was the Galoob ones were three and three quarter inch. Yeah, and then those yeah, kind Galoob, of yeah. those those tanked. But the, when Playmates launched it in the nineties, they came out with five inch. Yeah, with more articulation and very large hands. <laughs> <laughs> Unusually large hands. And they were all numbered too, which was a stupid idea. Oh, Neon colored accessories. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. all figures were buff at that time. I didn't realize how buff they were until I pulled out like my Jurassic Park figures recently. And like Alan Grant, he, he's showing muscle through his shirt and stuff. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you don't really realize how everything was buff at, you know, mus- right. muscular at the time. Until you really start looking at figures in that era, uh, oh, yeah. just about any line, they're just huge muscles on everything. Yeah. Every line, every line had that. Um, that was around the time when G.I. Joe um, Extreme. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That, okay. that that was the first GI Joe line that I officially said, "No way am I buying any of these," and I mm-hmm. I've never have to this day. There was a Zorro movie line from the Antonio Banderas. I mean, it looks bigger <laughs> than He Man, and there's no reason for it. There's no reason for it. Yeah, yeah every same thing too. Yeah, yeah. Everything in the early '90s was all about that roid rage, bulk up, steroid yeah. using. You now, know, craze. I had read when the uh, when the line first came out. I I read. I believe it was in Tomart's that um, uh, Has Hasbro or Kenner, which was owned by Hasbro, considered at first uh, just re-releasing the original figures. Um, which they did. Which they, for... well, they did. <laughs> in a, yeah, they did a little bit later. But uh, Lucasfilm urged them to make new figures, so they they did that, and they still had the molds to. To a handful of the vehicles, right? So they went with three and three quarter because they didn't. That would really save on tooling for the for the vehicles. So I think it was um, actually. I think we got lucky because I I really think had they not had those vehicles tooled already, that we probably would have got five inch figures. Well, and, and let's go back here. Do do we all remember that there was the uh, the bidding for the license too? It wasn't just automatically right. Kenner Hasbro had the license for it. And I remember reading about and later seeing like the Playmates mock-up of a Bespin Loop. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I, I remember that one specifically. I think Galoob had a bit in there. 
Um, I know Gus has a figure. It looks a lot like a mask figure. I don't know who did it, but it's an X-Wing Luke, but it's about the size of a mask figure. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there was all sorts of different things. There were lots of companies bidding to get Star Wars, and Hasbro got it. So Right. And they got it for a good long – I think they secured it all the way through the prequels. I think well, so. I re- yeah, I remember – I remember, George, uh, one of the documentaries that came out not long after the episode one came out said that George essentially paid for the uh, Phantom Menace from both the Tricorp, which is the Pepsi, the fast food license, and the Hasbro license. So essentially those two things alone funded the creation of Phantom Menace. He's a genius. He's a business genius. (laughs) Really. I mean, think about it. Anyways, back to the toys. When the photos first surfaced, we could tell these were like we've been talking about quite muscular. And Tom, I'm going to go to you. What were you, do you remember what your initial thoughts were on the Power of the Force 2 figures from 95? I think it was hmm. I think it was awesome gimme gimme gimme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh you know, I was still living in Seattle at that time and uh I hit every known store that I thought would possibly have them. Rite Aid, Kmart's, Walmart's, everything. Uh, from uh, probably from uh, West Seattle all the way down to Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, I was on a Star Wars kick. Um, yeah, I thought they were great. I didn't really give it any thought. I just thought there were new Star Wars figures. I'm in. Let's go. Uh, Chris, so, yeah. Chris, what about you? Did you start in '95? Um, yeah. Were you yeah. were you in were you in Germany <laughs> in '95? I was. Okay, and it was by pure coincidence that I actually saw the figures in a toy store, and I I remember seeing those figures in the packaging. Just didn't I didn't like the packaging at all, and but it was Luke Skywalker, you know, and Leia. Leia, I think, came later, but. Um, Luke and Han and, you know, so yeah, I, I bought those back then. I thought, no, nah, I'm just going to pick up a couple, you know, <laughs> where'd you and, pick them up at? Um, it's a toy store that was same place uh, as yes, you same. usually. Yeah. Yeah. Same place. So got it. It doesn't exist anymore, but, um, yeah, I just picked up a couple and, you know, I thought I'm just going to leave it at that. But, you know, when you turn it around, you had. Um, other stuff that you could see, you know, from a toy line, and it just, you know, you just keeps looking at it and keep looking at it, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna pick up another figure, <laughs> you know. I when I looked when I saw them, I was I wanted to get all of them that I could get <laughs> that were available right then and there. So yeah. I'm amazed that you had that kind of control, Chris. Dude, I had nothing to do with toys. Like I'm surprised. Like when I hear Ryan talk about like rumors and like. Or Jake, when he talks about like other toy lines at the time, like I had nothing to do with toys at all. I was like nothing. Yeah, up to that point, I was out as well. I, I was actually uh, finishing, trying to finish my vintage collection. I started around '94, and so I was doing that. But I was good time to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Although it still did take me a while to finish it. Um, but I thought, wow, now there's more figures in addition to the vintage figures I was going to hunt down. And I um, initially, the first time I even saw Power of the Force 2 wasn't in the store. It was at this comic book shop in Nashville, Tennessee, where I lived, where I was going to college. And uh, this guy said, the guy who owned the shop said he had a friend go out to California and buy a couple cases and f- 
fly back with them to Nashville. So he was charging nine dollars a piece for the figures, oh, which which I thought I was yeah, like. I Jeez. I thought there's no way I'd ever pay nine dollars. I mean, I was buying vintage figures in really good condition, cheaper than that. I think at the time, I was like, there's no way I'd ever pay that much for a figure. So I I walked out, and then I thought, well, maybe I'll just get one. <laughs> and I walked back in, and I did pay nine dollars for the very first Power of the Force two Luke Skywalker, the <laughs> Tatooine one. one. Yeah, that was the first Luke one. Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, good times, man. That was some great, great times. <laughs> Matt, did you start? Did you start right up in '95? No, and I'm sort of in the same boat there with Chris. I was not in. I was not into toys. I actually, I wasn't. I was living out of the country for most of the first half of the decade, not in Europe, so I didn't have options to find this stuff, even if it were in the stores. <laughs> but the other thing that happened in late '95. Star Wars related was they came out with uh, you know the original movies one last time on right. uh, VHS and the laser discs <laughs> and all that and that sort of got me back into it was yeah the was THX I, editions right exactly uh, when I picked those up and then I saw the figures when I was doing my Christmas shopping uh, in '95 at FAO Schwartz and my friends had been telling me about them and I thought they looked pretty cool but I didn't actually buy any at the time and. Um, I guess it would have been in February. Um, I was just out with one of my friends back in Michigan from college, and we went and we were, I don't even know why, we were in a Target, and they had a Boba Fett and a Lando on the hooks, and those were the only two they had, and you know, we picked them up, and that was it. I was hooked. Half circle or whole circle? I don't <laughs> even. I could go look. It's hanging on the wall. I, I assume it's a full circle. Oh, you kept which that one? one? What's that? Did you keep that one carded and you still have oh, it? Oh, yeah. I never opened. Yeah, I kept it carded. That's cool. Which, which one was the most rare, the half or the whole? The half. The half, yeah. yeah. Okay. When when the figures first started coming out, they were getting devoured. Like, a store, like Jake, do you remember? Like, a sto- like they'd get put out and like they'd be, just be gone instantly. People were just mad oh. for these. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. They were um, from that first wave. I remember Lando was coming up pretty short, at least in the Pacific Northwest area. That was the one where everyone was like, I heard back east, they're getting Landos. I've never seen one, you know, and (laughs) this is before we were hyper connected via Twitter and, you know, Facebook and everything else where, you know, the second thing pops out of the factory in China. Um, back then, you know, we were going off mostly what, you know, you read in the back of, uh, was it Lee's that had all the uh, ads? Yeah. And they also had the little, didn't, uh, it was it Lee's that would put the $3 signs next to things if they thought it was worth, you know, mm-hmm. more than you paid for it. Yeah. I think Star Wars Galaxy magazine had the ads too. Yeah. Now, does anybody remember how how rare Princess the the original the the initial uh, the initial launch had nine figures, and Princess Leia seemed to be really rare, at least where I was at at the beginning, where dealers were selling Princess Leia, and this is what everybody calls Monkey Face Leia now, for like fifty dollars right. a pop, just for the just for yeah. Leia. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that no. Was, I mean, again, it was before the internet really took off. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there were, I remember there were rumors that 
they had been recalled because Carrie Fisher was so upset with how ugly the figure was. <laughs> I and, think I heard that too. <laughs> no, that was, I that wonder if she started that rumor. Because <laughs> uh, I, I had, you know, you guys talk about that you were um, not connected. I was kind of connected. I was in on the early uh, uh, news groups online. Um, I've, been, I've been in college for about a year. And for most of us that you know were in college age in the 90s, it was usually where we got our first email address and started exploring the web a little bit more. And I got into the like rec.arts.starwars.misc and .vintage or whatever it was. There was about three different Star Wars news groups I was on. And I was also working at Toys R Us for the specific reason of I knew the Star Wars figures were coming out. And I wanted to be there when they came out. And um, we got – it was in August of 95 at the Linwood Toys R Us. We got two cases in. I couldn't remember exactly what day. But we got those two cases in. I grabbed my set of seven because I knew they were coming. I made sure I got them. Ryan, um, did you leave any for anyone else? Did you just yes. take the cases and put them in your car? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I do remember some figures did make it to the pegs, but out of those two cases, not many, to be honest. Um, but I went home and I posted on the rec arts groups that I had the figures. They were out, and people would not believe me. They're like, no, those aren't, those can't be out yet. And, of course, this is in an age where I didn't have a digital camera, and you didn't really post too many pictures online. They took forever to come up. But, um, you know, I bought them, and I found out later it was because a lot of things get shipped through the port of Seattle from Asia, and we had, at the time, the Toys R Us Distribution Center was in Kent, which is just south of Seattle. And so because of that, we would get a lot of things first in the country. It happened quite often. I know the, the classic four-pack, again, was at Linwood Toys R Us. We were one of the largest uh, money-making uh, Toys R Us stores on the West Coast. And so because of that, we would get things quick and, and get them fast. And I'd post about this stuff, and some people wouldn't believe me, but sure enough, it would start to show up. But when I bought those first seven figures, I took them home, and I remember opening them. And, you know, I was excited for them, and I'm looking at them, I, they just don't seem as cool. You know, there was something slightly off about them. And I kind of looked at my, you know, thought about it a little bit more. And Stormtrooper, I was like, this is kind of like an animated version of Star Wars or something, which mm -hmm. was completely, you know, out there at the time. But, uh, you know, I, I grew to like them. The one thing I never liked was the packaging. When I saw that packaging for the first time, I was very disappointed. I had always loved the vintage packaging, even as a kid. I saved those cards. I loved the big pictures. And when I got these new cards that, you know, they just had like a tiny little picture. And it wasn't just nostalgia. I know that because I've had card backs that I really like that have come since then. But uh, those vintage cards were always awesome. You know, when they did uh, like the Robin Hood st stuff with a very similar card back, I love those just because of the card back. It looks good. I like the giant picture. And so I was very disappointed with those card backs. And as we went down the line, they didn't keep putting all the figures on the back, which was also disappointing. Yeah. Right. I didn't like the card. I, I did, on the other hand, where I liked the packaging, especially the, the red card or orange card, whatever you want to call it. But the, the photograph was small, but it was sort of dynamic in that it was, you know, kind of coming out of the card. It was like in a little window frame. So, I mean, yeah. I'm still, I fondly remember those cards. I, They've done a lot worse, you know, in the 20 years. Oh, yeah, years definitely. I, I'll say they've done worse. But, like, it looked like a Don Post helmet for the Vader helmet. That yeah, that's. I think that's the well, big problem with the card is the Vader helmet. It just looks really soft and kitty almost. just doesn't look, yeah. doesn't yeah, look menacing. It does look like a Don Post, doesn't it, Ryan? Good, good, yeah. uh, good observation. Well, you know, just to its defense, though, the figures weren't as screen accurate as they'll eventually become either. Right. You know, with the, no. with the buffed up... I, 
uh, personas that they have, I can I can get away with the Vader not being as accurate. Um, but then again, I'm a defender of these cards. I, I well, really the whole like them. the whole damn thing was a hot mess, if you ask me. But you know, <laughs> you know, I think at the, the reason... time at the time it wasn't. No, it was no. magic at the time. It's awesome. so. But I'll tell you one thing I did really like about them. I was uh, deep into GI Joe and Star Trek when these things hit, and uh, one thing that GI Joe and Star Trek at that time had, um, and this first or well, the Power of the Force wave, almost most of it had it, was the file cards. And, you know, I, I remember as a kid cutting out G.I. Joe file cards, and then they still have them today. And Star Trek did it as well, and so it wasn't a shock when these guys did it, and I really liked it. I, as a kid, you know, without, again, without the Internet, how do you get immersed in the mythology, you know, outside yeah. of the movie? And we didn't have the billions of books we have now where you can go dive. Uh, we had a pretty good amount of books by these, that time. These files. It really, had, really, Jake, you're, you're these, playing with your toys. These, and let's take a look at the file card and did, <laughs> what, see what it tells us. I mean, the, no it, idea. really, Jake? The file, really, Jake? Every, the f- I have every file card <laughs> from every oh, G.I. Joe nerd. figure I have ever had. You're the out. nerdiest of the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the G.I. Joe file cards, too, and I like the G.I. Joe file cards because that, you know, the, the G.I. Joes, you really didn't know them. They weren't on the, you know, I guess eventually they were in the cartoons and comics, but uh, I thought that was great for G.I. Joe. I don't think it worked as well for Star Wars. Like, the file cards would no. say their height. Like, do you need to know their height and their uh, their vehicle of choice? I don't know. And then the the they just go the file cards for the Star Wars the first wave or two they just go on and on and on. What crappy pl- fluff! They could have <laughs> used that to put they put the rest of the figures on the back of the freaking card. Yeah. As much as I like the card front, to be honest, I had forgotten that there were file cards on the back. <laughs> so what were you saying, Jake? You like those? Go ahead. I, I what didn't what say were you saying? Everyone should love them. I said I love them. Um, I will point out, though, if you go back and read Obi-Wan's, in 95, when it came out, Here we it, go. Sure sells- <laughs> it sure sets up a lot of the story they will explain in the prequels. No, what I'm saying is... Take a picture. Let's see what we're talking about. Right here, I have. I gotta look at this. I gotta look at this. Trained- no, read it. Go ahead. Read it. Read it. Trained by Jedi Master Obi-Wan... Obi-Wan Kenobi learned the ways of the Force and became a Jedi Knight. He successfully defended the Old Republic in the Clone Wars and was hailed as a hero. He took on his own appearance, apprentice, the young Anakin Skywalker. But Obi-Wan was not yet ready to pass on the way of the Jedi. And a student became impatient with the rigors of Jedi training. When prior to 95 did they ever say Anakin was impatient? They never said it in the prequel, I mean the original trilogy. But that is something they stress big time in the prequel trilogy. So there's, there's something in the novelization about that. I've yet to read that book. I, I Chris, I want to go. Been to, a long time since I read the novelization. I want to. I want to go to. I want to go to Chris. Chris, what did you think about the at least the first couple of waves? All of the crazy weapons and rifles and and grappling hook pistols that were packed in with these figures. Um, I know I, I didn't think too highly of them, but I was just happy with Star Wars. You know, mm-hmm. it was actually figures, and. Um, you know, looking back at it now, like, yeah, they, they were bulky and everything, but they were good enough to keep my interest going and keep collecting these things. So I think at the time, even though they might have not been the best, well, actually, for the time, they were like state-of-the-art sculpts, right? right? But um, 
I mean, let's just say they were good enough for me to keep my interest level high and just, you know, keep looking for new figures at the time. Agreed. You, know? mm-hmm. you needed some of those extra accessories, too. Like, the TIE pilot needed his giant gun to stand up. <laughs> was all over. Absolutely. What was, what was the, the... If he gets shot in the leg, he can use that thing as a crutch. <laughs> the, grap- the grappling hook rifle or whatever that came with the first I don't know from what Tatooine the hell Luke. that was. If you look, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it's the biker scout gun with a big yeah. with a big grappling hook on it. It's the yeah. grappling hook blaster. Yeah. Right. There you go. It says right on the card. How many little kids were looking <laughs> at what it says. How many little kids were looking at that trying to figure out at what part of the movie did he use that? I mean, swings across the chasm. Like they were just like a cool gun, you know. All right. I, yeah, I, but I the thing is that the well, I mean, you know Jake, that he used that. It came right off his belt, the Stormtrooper <laughs> utility belt. So who knows what this is? You I know, don't know. This this first year, we did a whole show on. Maybe this is a clue as to uh, <laughs> something in the uh, in the sequels, twenty years before. Another. I just uh, I just picked up the uh, the Hong Kong edition, the three pack. Oh yeah, I have some I of those. Yeah. I have. And I I open it, and one has Luke in it, and it comes with the same grappling hook uh, gun. And I looked at him like, you know, that's 20 years later. I'm like, what the f- is this thing? <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Chris. Wow. Ooh. I agree. He should have been packed with a blaster or something. That just, just does not make sense. Some binoculars or something. <laughs> and something. Hey, oh, yeah, that would have been good, too. By fo- Tom. Yeah. What do you Take- want, Jake? What do you Take- want? Taking the name Darth Vader, he pledged allegiance to the evil Senator Palpatine and went on to hunt down and kill the remaining Jake, stop Jedi. It. No one cares. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Stop, I think the stop saying. From these card backs. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> the, those, those, those card backs are better than the prequels. Yeah. The, okay, the, what does the Jawa card back say? <laughs> Oh, by the time like they got by the time they got to Jawa, they actually shortened the card the 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 uh, literature quite a bit. Oh, it just had the vibe. Yeah, yeah. They really. I think after the yeah. after the first year, they're like, uh, we're not going to pay somebody to write this. Figures were selling so well. I figured they just they stopped caring so much. Hey, Ryan, wasn't there? A, speaking of uh, the uh, the 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 vitals on these, wasn't there a misspelling in one of these figures that made it rare or something? Prince Zizor. And Yak yeah, Face. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Those two? There were lots that had typos. Prince, I know the IG-88. Prince Shisa. Boba Fett two-pack <laughs> had a typo. Oh, yeah. Missile or proton or um, photon. Can't really take a figure seriously when uh, your name is the German word for shit. <laughs> Did you guys like the fact that the vehicles were essentially, at first at least, just re-releases of the... Uh... The vintage vehicles with a little more, a little more decals me. and little. Absolutely, I, yeah. I, thought it was all right. I loved I think, them. Yeah, that was did. the first time I got the Millennium Falcon, yeah. so I was, uh, I was, I, I was I, over. I think that added to the fun of it, but re-buy, rebuying the vehicles because yeah. it was like you were, it was almost like you were having that second chance to buy the vintage right. X-wing or the vintage Tie Fighter. You could buy it new, right? Um, yeah. yeah, for me, I never had the Tie Fighter, the Landspeeder. So yeah, those were cool. Really, you didn't have a Landspeeder when you were a kid? I never had a land. My cousin had one, but I never had one as a kid. Wow. Well, I didn't have a Falcon, so. But or, it's just like because when I saw the new toys, I didn't feel like I could just buy them all. Like I literally, I had no money back then, 
And I was like, you know, in Germany as well, like stuff is more expensive than it is here when it comes right. to Star Wars toys. And you know, I remember seeing the Falcon up like up on the shelf, and I'm like, man, you know, I even if I wanted this, I could not afford this. I, I could, I would have really had to save up for this one, like big time. I was in college. So, I was in college. I would skip out on buying books for classes to get these. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, since because they were just repacks of the old vehicles i sort of felt i didn't have to get them uh, i was off the hook so that i didn't really pick up vehicles until that the lull before episode one when there wasn't anything new to buy this you know, also my rule came... was i'd buy a, i'd buy a vehicle if it came with figures and i mean that was basically the a-wing until they came out with the ad at that was and the cruise missile yeah <laughs> oh, let's, yeah, let's, not let's, forget. let's talk about that later we're not there yet <laughs> yeah the, uh... <laughs> Not a figure. The uh, the the one thing about the 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 heat the buff figures like the Solo Flex Han Solo and 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 the the Planet of the Apes Chewbacca, they didn't quite fit into the Falcon so great, especially the cockpit. If you want to put Han and Chewie into the cockpit, it's quite a tight squeeze. And forget about shutting the uh, canopy. I I don't know if you guys remember this, but it may have just been an online thing. But when that Falcon came out, people were saying though. Well, this is why they're so buff. They've been pumping up like it was a gym in there or something. And they, that, that was the whole thing, that this, the Falcon became a gym for them to build up. <laughs> I was, th- I mean, was it on your last show you guys were talking about the five-point figures and hypothesizing what would fit into the Falcon yeah. if they re-released it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was what was coming to my head when I was listening to that show was, why do they care about that? They put out a Millennium Falcon in 1995 that Han and Chewbacca could not fit into. <laughs> right. That's true. Absolutely tight but you could do it, it. Uh, very tight there was um now han could han could sit in chewy's lap and just kind of lay there they it kind of begs the question why did they decide to release star wars figures again because oh good question because the uh the the special editions were on the way yeah they were announced i think did they know that back then Oh yeah, there was a buildup for Star Wars. They must oh, yeah. have known this back in like what ninety four already. Yeah, to, like, I th- I they, think they they wanted. Chris, to... You know how long it took them <laughs> to get those crappy effects into the special edition? They knew it was coming. No, what they knew was coming were the prequels, and they wanted to have the toy license for the prequels. I mean, they knew that. I mean, you think well, so? Was, oh yeah, there was a steady buildup oh, yeah. of Star Wars. When did uh, when did uh, Lucas uh, write the draft for Episode One? I, you know, I was just wondering that, and I think to remember, it was like late 94 that they announced exactly. that he's doing it. So, yeah, oh, well, there, yeah. You, there you what go. Came, what came first? And this is a serious question. I don't know because I was not plugged in. Were the prequels announced before the special editions were announced or vice versa? I believe the prequels no, were special announced. Special editions were first. They came well, out they came first. Out I first. think the prequels were announced first because I heard about George Lucas started uh, announced that he was working on episode one in 94. I didn't really no hear kidding. about the special edition till probably late '95. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there you go. And I, I think I, I uh, the special. I mean, ed- I know the lore is now that when after they did the effects for Jurassic Park, that's when Lucas said, "Okay, right, we can do the prequels." Right, but I but I don't know when they but, had actually announced. Lucas it. and his business genius got Fox to finance the special editions, and all of yep. that development went to him being able to do the prequels with his own, you know, mm-hmm. it really got the technology up to speed for him so he could do the prequels. Lucas knows how now to play. Now that ILM can do a dinosaur, I think we're ready for a job of the hot. Lucas definitely is a smart <laughs> business person. I mean, even if you don't he like He did the... a few things. Yeah. Oh, that's his real he, There's no doubt he's a, he's a shrewd <laughs> business person. Absolutely. He, 
he put the Banthas in Return of the Jedi, like the the whole uh, herd of Banthas going through there. God just bless so him they, for that. Just so they would have a Bantha CG model to use in the prequels, right. but paid for by Fox money. Exactly. Rather than he got, he got the, second, the second you mention Toronto, I'm coming over there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll talk about that when we get to favorite toys. Okay. And, and Swoop bikes over speeder bikes, Tom. I don't know if we ever brought this up, but uh, the first year, <laughs> the after about a year of the, the new figures, they released the four-pack that was kind of a recasting of vintage figures. Classic mm-hmm. four-pack. Four wasn't that kind of a feelers for the uh, the the if folks would take to yeah. uh, new figures. What did you guys think of that? I kind of thought it was, I thought it was fun. I liked finding the vintage figures. It was on weird. Shelf. I know a lot of I people don't... complained about it. Yeah. I skipped it. I skipped it yeah. until years later because, you know, again, like Chris said, I was college and uh, there's not a lot of money going on when you're in college or right. I'm spending it on other stuff. And I... uh, yeah, we know what you're spending it on Jake. <laughs> No, actually, I had playmates. I had yeah, playmates Star Trek all over my dorm room. Actually, Good one, Ryan. You Good passed one, Ryan. up the classic four pack for some Star Trek figures. I was all in uh, on Star Trek. No man. I Next passed it up as so well. I eventually got it because it had the tops cards in it. Oh, okay. Um, and there were but, there was four wide vision cards in there that were exclusive. If we I mean, would have known what we know now, we would have been all in on vintage all the time. We would have just <laughs> forgotten now, about all this stuff and just this started is looking. Nineteen ninety-five and on through, and through, through the nineties. This was when people were stockpiling Power of the Force two figures, like stockpiling. Oh yeah. How many people? Me. Yeah, me. yeah. Until yours got stolen. How many people yeah. have just boxes of these? In their attic, in their basement, under their bed. I mean, not anymore. But I did. That's why I got one to open and one to uh, one to one to keep carded. The recent of, of everything. <laughs> and if there was some that I thought were rare, like the Lando or the Monkey Face Leia, I had five or six of those things. Well, I think people wow. were hoping that these would become as valuable as the vintage figures someday, and just yeah. started well, hoarding them. Well, I, I. I... I don't think they were too far off the mark for a point, for a while. Because there was a guy I know that used to come into, because I ended up at Toys R Us 2 for this, this very reason I've talked about before on the show, because I was tra- having trouble finding figures. I was like, I'm going to go to the source, like Ryan did. So, but I didn't start till Toys R Us till 97. But I had a guy that came in always you know, looking for figures, and so we became friends because we were both looking for the same stuff. Um, Years later, he became a teacher. Then I became a teacher, and we reconnected because we ended up in the same uh, building, actually. And uh, he was a very meticulous teacher, like Ryan. He was a music teacher, and so he was very organized. And he kept running tallies of the price and the inflation on those figures when it really started to peak. And he also did the stock market, and he says, this hands down outperforms the stock market. For you know when those hit the <laughs> wow. no, I'm serious. Wow, it outperformed wow. the return on the figures. If you were going by the average cost that they were selling for, remember the point oh oh's and how crazy yeah. and the long sabers oh. and all that stuff. There was a point where this crescendoed, and if you were in and dealing at that time, you were making money hand over fist. Exactly like you said earlier before, fifty dollars for a Leia and what happened. Right. I mean, if you hit it right, it was, it like- was just then. 
after that it was like yeah you would have had to you would have had to have quite a stockpile of this stuff to make it worth it though and that was before ebay yeah so you had to know where you could turn the stuff around yeah i'm sure you're right jake i'm sure that it you know there was a time when you could if you happened upon a bunch of figures at walmart or whatever you if you knew where to go you could make some money on them when there was a guy that i day trading in a way (laughs) but not long-term investment there was an antique mall in Federal Way where we, this guy that we called the Hermit, he would be selling. He would go to the, the stores and get these things. He was a scalper extraordinaire. For, there's no other way to describe him. He would sell these things for 15 bucks a pop because he would be the only one in town who actually, you know, you could go there. You knew you were going to get the figure. So, yeah, you can get. Yeah, and I yeah. gave that guy way too much money. You can get every Power of the Force figure. I'd say now the, the figures from nine from you know two thousand. I mean, sorry, nineteen ninety five through nineteen ninety nine, a dollar a dollar a piece, maybe if you're lucky. Yeah, you could sell them for that and much. Mint, mint mint condition as well. What? When yeah. did this crash? Was it when the prequels came out and there was just so much stuff everywhere that everyone just said forget it and it just all crashed? I, that's about right. right. I think it was after the Phantom Menace figures came out, and it was just a glut on the market. And, I mean, when yeah. it first came out first, nobody knew how long the yeah. line would last, right? Right. It's it's kind of depressing sometimes when you go to like a comic uh, comic convention or something, or a Star Wars convention, and you just see like boxes of these things just there, and nobody wants them, and and they they're just there year after year. It's a little depress. <laughs> it's a little depressing because I I still love the figures a lot, but I. But just seeing them just so um, unwanted. unwanted is kind of sad. <laughs> Chris and I just went to a toy show <laughs> just this weekend. And uh, what did we see on that Imperial Gunner? It was a red card. Imperial 20 Gunner. bucks. 20 bucks. <laughs> we, just, we just both look at each other and just laugh going like this thing will sit here till the apocalypse. <laughs> Poor guy sitting there trying to feed his family going, oh, what was it, was it a red card or a green card gunner? Red. Ah, that was the rarer one because that was the that yeah. was the 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 wave that that changed over to green card. Means nothing right. today. No. <laughs> back then, back then it was like, oh my god, you've got a red card. Oh, yeah, exactly. Geez. I am predicting though. I am predicting a few more years. And Tom, just relax. A few more years. There's going to be some <laughs> kids that grew up with these figures who are going to get who are going to no. get the nostalgia. No. Feel. Oh no! Ask Chris. Chris no. been buying uh, Power Force Two figure. I mean vehicles. Are they cheap? No. Anything but. Yeah. The, Power the, the vehicles. Force II vehicles are not cheap. No. 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 Wow. Is it? And the um, variant figures have held their price. Some of them. You know the airs well, or the you know, long or... saber, short saber. Oh, that weakway figure is still going to go for two hundred bucks. Yeah, more unbelievable. Than so the vehicles are holding their value or exceeding their original value, but the yeah, figures, the, the, the Falcon especially, really. That's a nice Falcon. I got it out uh, getting ready for this show, even though I very well, rarely do any nice show Falcon. prep. It's just like the it's yeah, just like the vintage with the with the sticker it's, app. It's really dude. nice. Well, it's a nice vehicle. No, it, had, it had those extra lights on the front of it too, not on the very front, but it had yeah. like little guns next to the mantle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it made some. Water. Yeah, made some good sounds too. I, I gotta put yeah, some batteries. Of, in. It wasn't a piece of foil in in there that the little gear went around. Went, <gasps> you know. Hey, I like that. Leave it alone. 
<laughs> now they. That's st- how Tom goes to bed at night. He just puts on his Falcon. <laughs> they. St- that, that's what Tom needs: <laughs> white noise. Of that's why I, That's why I sleep downstairs. <laughs> The others kicked me out of the bedroom. After the initial launch, they started branching out. And in, in 1996, they did the Shadows of the Empire figures. We did a whole show on that, so I don't want to get too deep into that. But I was a little worried when the Shadows figures came out because I saw what they were doing with Batman. And for some reason, ah. I thought maybe that's what they're going to start doing with Star Wars and that they're going to lose sight of the, the films, the, the trilogy, and start doing all these other crazy things that I didn't want to Legends see. Legends of the Dark Knight yeah. is the line you're talking about. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't know. Go ahead, Jason. I was I was worried there was going to be a pirate Luke Skywalker in yes. a in a in a whatever you know, and a ninja Han Solo. I I thought they might do that. That seemed to be what Kenner was doing at the time with with Batman and. And G.I. Joe had completely gone to hell in 96. Well, so... well you know, they, they, they did a little bit of that. The deluxe figures came out. We had Han Solo with that big old backpack and yeah. uh, the Stormtrooper, the crowd control Stormtrooper. Right. Um, and I remember the, those came out about the same time as Shadow Stuff. Exactly. And I remember somebody seeing the Han Solo and thinking it was part of the Shadows line. I don't know why it wasn't on a purple card, mm. but... Um, I go, what is this? Is this from Han Solo's uh, Dreaming while he's in Carbonite or something? <laughs> he's got this flying around on his backpack or something. And, and Luke and, Skywalker with the desert sports skiff. Which they brought back <laughs> in Clone Wars. Stupid, <laughs> stupid idea. They brought that the crowd control thing was kind of cool, though, I have to admit. He couldn't stand up. Well, I, I bought three that. of those crowd control stormtroopers. He was kind of cool, yeah. Why? <laughs> Why, Jason? <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> love them. I think they're great. I think anytime Star Wars and Hasbro makes something new, I, I'm in. Like I love the EU figures they made years ago, you know, when they're doing the comic book two packs. It's just it wasn't a rehashing. I mean, because for us lifelong collectors, how many stormtroopers do we have? How many Han Solos? How many, you know, Boba Fett's? But if you can now tweak it and give us something new, again, I think it's adding to the mythology. I grew up after Star Wars, it was all G.I. Joe, and it was always exciting the next time Hawk had a new uniform or uh, Duke got issued into this special team, you know? And it's something you look forward to because you had. You know, plenty of the first. So mm-hmm. I was I was into these. I know I'm a minority, but I was into them. They started. I, no, I hear you. I hear you. I can understand what you're going there. Like, I liked mini rigs as a kid, but like that Han Solo backpack, that looked more like a G.I. Joe accessory than a Star Wars accessory. It just didn't seem to fit. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't. Um, And then they, they started to actually do some original vehicles. They did uh, a new version of Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. Which was probably which was awesome. Yeah, superior to the Kenner vintage Tie Fighter, I think. They've never redone it too. It's still the same mold. Whenever they release that, it's still the same thing. Yeah. Now, why is that so under released? I wonder. Especially, it's been featured now in Rebels. You would think that would be hot on the heels of release. Yeah. Well, you think they yeah. released a Tie Fighter too? But... How many times have they released it? Like four or five times, right? Yeah, it's no, been several later? times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but four? not since what? Oh, seven. It's no, been it was 30th in that, anniversary uh, collection. Came in that no, giant was, two pack, right? With uh, it was yeah, in the was huge two pack. pack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Death Star trench run. Right. That's right. Yeah. I passed on that it's, set. I I bought it, but I wanted the R two out of it more than anything. But I also got it on clearance at Toys R Us. So. One thing about the re released vehicles that I did not like was that they put these. They they were you know adding larger cannons that really shot little projectiles. The Snowspeeder, I think. 
really suffered from this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. It was too bad because the deck on that snow speeder was fantastic. Yeah, paint paint app was awesome on that snow speeder. And the the ad at suffered too, I think. I like I mean I still like the ad app, but those those projectiles on the side just don't look as cool as the vintage. I thought that was okay cuz I thought those guns were a little bit more uh field uh or um movie accurate. The thing I did like what they do with those missile launching things is it would be kind of launching a piece of the gun basically. Like the missile was the barrel of the gun mm-hmm. that what we saw in the show or in the movie, and so I, I liked how that worked. So the, you could put it in there and it looks screen accurate, kind of as much of a toy as, as it is, but you could fire it too. I, I, I did like that. Speaking of screen accuracy, they had to change the color on Darth Vader's missiles. Remember that? Yeah. It was they're green, yeah, right? Re- yeah, they, went from they changed them to green. Yeah. What were they originally? The, the color, color of the, the fighter. They were. Yeah, the, Yep. Oh, so guys. I must have not got the original because mine are green. Yeah. I have huh. one of the originals, yeah. I didn't even know that. That's a Time variant. to start looking, Jason. No, I'm good. See, I'm, good. It's gonna co- I'm good. I'm good. Now going to cost you lots of money. Nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> what about the t- <laughs> T-16 Skyhopper? That thing's pretty cool. That was, that was a cool awesome. ship. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Never no. saw that before. Yeah. Matt, were you... Whenever they released ships we never had, that was always cool. Yeah. It had really bad secondary feature though i mean that wasn't really a second ship it didn't really split together like it was you know it explains that it's supposed to be like this getaway canopy or something you know but it, it doesn't really read very well the the tabs on mine broke so i gotta get it i need to get another one chris how much the is that tabs the tabs on the that connect the wing the wings to the to the body okay they broke they snapped off hey i bought a uh carded Han Solo, vintage hard Han Solo yesterday at a toy shop in Renton, Jason, and they have a boxed one in there, uh-huh. T-16. I think they went 30 for it. Uh, that's not bad. They were 20 when good. they came out. So that's... Yeah, that's not bad. Matt, you keep track of how many figures are released each year. You know, back in 95, 96, 97, there weren't nearly as many figures released per year as there are no. now. And Nowhere near. And very few repacks too. Well, there were no repacks until no exact repacks, well, right? Like even the repack the, figures were a little different. There's their their mm-hmm. arms would, arms were bent or something. Paint yeah. Deck. Well, I mean, I, depending upon what you count, I mean, some of the, you know, when they put the orange carded figures on a freeze frame card. Yeah. You know, like well, the original. Yeah. I mean, is that a repack or not a repack? I, no, I mean, for like. Okay, I'm looking here. I mean, we had the 12 figures in 95, but, you know, it jumped up even like just by 96 was, you know, 38. And then we had 103 in 97. That's crazy. That's that's that is a huge jump. But that was there was a lot of figures that came out. That, with the special that was the special edition driving that. Right. Because little kids, I don't even know if little kids are interested in Star Wars figures now, but I remember in 97, um, the uh, the girl I was dating at the time, she had two nephews who were like five and six. They were so into Star Wars at five and six, and they were so into the '97 Power of the Force two figures. So kids, little kids, were interested and engaged. Oh, it was a great time to be Star Wars fan. Well, Shadows of the Empire was out at that time. You know, I remember playing tons of that. I mean, you had uh, Dark Horse mm-hmm. was in effect and. Uh, the novels were heating up, and you had Tales of the Jedi and Tales of Jabba's Palace, and 
all those um yeah there's tons of star wars at that point lots of yeah, yeah lots of awesome. fast food fast food was all over the place um uh what was it was that doritos was that the holographic things inside doritos yeah. at that time too? yeah uh, yeah it was it no what what things uh, the little discs. Little pogs. Were oh, they the pogs? Discs? Pogs. Like oh, little okay. pogs that were holographic. You know, if you, uh, they're, uh, they, if you change them, if you move them left or right, it'll change images on you. Not yeah, the holographic things that, show, yeah. in the, that came out with episode two. Different. Yeah, no, 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 no. Not those, like, little puzzle pieces, yeah. How about uh, Mail Away, Han Solo, and Stormtrooper yeah. here, and uh, the Spearmint uh, Obi-Wan? I will say <laughs> the, the Mail Away Han Solo, I think, is the second greatest Mail Away figure of all time, that, that Han I Solo. I agree. I mean, I it was just amazing to get that. I have no, many bo- I have no idea how many boxes of pop. Uh, <laughs> what are those things? Long. Yeah, yeah. Fruit what Loops. Is what, what, Fruit Loops. Was that? Fruit, Fruit Loops. Or was that? Corn Pops. No, no Corn Pops was the VHS. Yeah. Um, oh, fr- okay, Pops Fruit Loops. The, well, from Star Wars to Jedi, I think it was, or it was one of those making of, no, it was just a making, making of Star, of Star Wars. Wars. Yes. And, and then Applejack's had a Dark Horse X-Wing comic. Yeah. I literally mailed away for at least eight of those uh, <laughs> on Solo. <laughs> wow. Hey, I did five of them, Tom. I did three. The hardcore. Jake, what about you? Yeah. Uh, one at the time, but I have two unopened boxes downstairs. Oh. Chris, was that well, available in Germany? The Han Solo? Yeah, you, you could go through specialty shops. Oh. So, you know, I, I think I paid like 40, 40 bucks for it. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have wow. in Germany. Thank God. You know, yeah, I was no. so excited when that Hans when I got the Han Solo, but then I thought it's like. The opposite problem of when the Luke came out, there was in for the vintage line in '85. There was a Luke with no Han. Now you have a Han with no Luke, and I mean they wrote. They... And the Han didn't come with a gun. Right. I think that's because of uh, right. uh, figures that are offered with serial often don't come with any weapons. I know GI Joe had a few uh, mail away had a mail away figure as well that did not come with yeah, a weapon. I always was heard that was a Kellogg's thing. That, mm. Oh, interesting. That wouldn't let him do it. I did think it was cool Boy, that you could lame. take one of the blasters and put it in Han's hand, and you could make it look like he was holding it with two hands. So that was kind of cool, though. Yeah. Yes. The, the, I know. Chris uh, brought this up in an article uh, we wrote not uh, just this last week. Is that the the molding the 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 way the figures are bent and the way they're kind of slightly preposed, not like yeah. a. Not like Attack of the Clones 2, like massive extreme poses. But, you know, they have, they're not just standing straight up like the vintage um, lines. It really added a lot, I thought, to this, mm. to this series, to the Power of the Force 2 stuff. I, I really enjoyed that because y- you get some of these super articulated figures that are going to come 10, 15 years later. And yes, they can hold a rifle with two hands, but their their elbows are going to be too high, or their their wrists aren't going to be cocked enough. You know, they're not they're they're not necessarily meant to strike that particular pose, so it looks a little less natural. Yeah. Um, by the time we get into '97, we're getting figures like Slave Leia, Tarkin, and by '98, removable helmet Darth Vader. These are figures that people had wanted for, at this point, 20 years. And how awesome was it that those were actually coming out? Oh, it was awesome. Dude, I remember going to a, a convention. It was my first Star Wars convention I went to. That was back in 1997. It was held at the, the Sheraton Hotel in Munich. 
And Steve Sansweet was there and he held a presentation where he showed off slides of upcoming Power of the Force 2 figures. And one of the one of the images I still remember to this day was was the Dewback and the Sand Trooper riding on it. And when he when he pulled that up uh, on the screen, I mean the the crowd just the the audience just started clapping and just started screaming and um, <laughs> it was exciting, really, really. Exciting. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I remember all that craziness. I mean, this was a time when every, any everything we kind of gave up on ever happening in the eighties finally was able to happen is i mean it was truly an amazing time i don't think that kind of excitement for star wars figures has happened since i really don't not really no Mm -mm. um so the freeze frames were packed in with the 97 cards uh matt what do you think of the uh, actual freeze frames themselves the little slides well um this is where the cards that i just a little while ago said were very i liked quite a bit where i start hating them Mm-hmm. I mean, I, the the ones that have the freeze frames on them are not appealing in any way. The freeze frames themselves were kind of cool, but I mean, the, they were slides in a time when nobody had slide projectors anymore, and you know, you could <laughs> you could get the binder and put them in the binder, and you could look at them in those binocular, the micro binoculars, if you ordered them. <laughs> um, you know, it it was fine. It was you know. It just didn't seem to me to be necessary at the you know, even at the time I didn't get it. Did it did it make but... you rebuy figures that you'd already purchased? <laughs> well, eventually, of course. It did, okay. But not at the time. Yeah. I mean at, at the time it was like, oh I got this figure. I mean, I bought the new figures that came out. Mm-hmm. And I thought I... that they looked like crap compared to the ones that didn't have the freeze frame. I didn't want to tell you guys, but I did hear just recently that uh, the Force Awakens figures, the first promo is going to be an eight track with the purchase of uh, all figures. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah. You know, the jokes r- sound really good in my head, but when they come out, they just. I am. Um, I, 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 when the freeze frame started coming out, um, this, and like you said, over 100 figures this year in 97, I was i i i now found myself unable to buy everything i i at this point i was like i was not going to rebuy figures just because of the freeze frame so i passed on a lot of the freeze frame figures unless they were a unique figure because there are just so many coming out there's just so many coming out wasn't that wasn't me i'll tell you that much (laughs) not me either it was um, before the freeze frame they had those little holographic stickers that were supposed to be oh yeah that's right yeah and, and that's sort of when I trained myself that just because it's on a new card, I, I don't need it. See, I did fall for that. I did get all of those. I started falling for it when I got older. <laughs> <laughs> Remember getting the uh, orange carded Yoda with the holographic label on it was like a big deal for me, at, at least at the time. And the same with the Stormtrooper. There's an orange carded Stormtrooper with a holographic label and an orange Obi-Wan with a holograph. And those were like the three orange cards that I knew had holographs and all the other cards were green. So I was really proud to find all of those. I still have them. You know, I, ne- I never cared about cared about those uh, variations, but the freeze frames, I was all in on. I wanted oh. all of them, and I rebought figures to get them. And like the Weequay, which is one of the hardest figures to get on that, um, we were hearing those were in Canada, and so I took a trip up to Canada and I bought a couple of them. Um, and so I have a full set of freeze frames in the binders, and I had an extra Weequay on card. I sold it probably 
seven or eight years ago now for like 75 bucks. But uh, you, you could find them in Canada fine, but they were nowhere in the U.S. But I was like, I had to have a full set of these. And um, I guess I, I don't know if like, not that I care about value, but it's like I don't know if it's worth it to have <laughs> a full set of these. But it was something I had to do. And I did it with the, the uh, 2007 coins as well. I wanted a full set. But Did, did anybody actually ever put these uh... – freeze frame slides into a projector and actually look at them on a screen <laughs> uh no no my I, dad I had a projector too but, I, uh... I think this is an activity we should try at one of our uh, local star wars oh, yeah. meetings i have a slide projector you do <laughs> yeah i do does it work let's do. uh let's make sure that there isn't a window in the room because people are going to want to throw themselves out of it <laughs> no, let's do this to panel at uh, Emerald City Comic Con next year. I'd love to see all these things. You want an audience, don't project. <laughs> I remember my grandma used to show us slides of her vacations, and it would just go on forever. And it's like, oh, I don't want to watch any more slides. This is me in Lahaina <laughs> talking to some folks eating ice cream. So that's what I think of instantly when I see those slides. They just seem really outdated even in 97. They seemed kind of out of touch. Yeah. But, you know, you could mail totally. you could mail away for the little projector or, or whatever, or viewer, not a projector, a viewer. Yeah. And well, think I, about it this way. You were you were buying figures for movies from 1980, right? So yeah, they came I guess technology it, from 1980. Uh, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> that should have been explained, though. I always wondered that. What a weird concept, Chris. Any oh, well. any thoughts on the freeze frames? <laughs> no, I remember finding them for like 93 cents or 92 cents, something like that, um, at a mall in Florida. And I bought so many figures back then. I had to ship them all home, but which cost quite a bit of money. But just to find them that cheap was just amazing to me. And that, was, that must have been like around 1999, I guess. Mm -hmm. Maybe late 98, sometime 99. When the market was crashing. <laughs> yeah. Those and Beanie Babies. <laughs> Walmart. Anybody remember the uh the internet exclusive Star Wars.com four pack figures? What were those? The oh, battle yeah. the Leia Hoth. Oh yeah. Pope's right. Battle Star yeah. Droid. Yeah. Pope, Pope, driver. Pope 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 driver. Pope yeah. Yeah. Leia's I do yeah. yeah, those were yep. I was You could buy them as a set or you could buy them in as a as kind of a two pack. That's right. Remember? Mm -hmm. I do remember. Yeah, those were cool. Yeah. And that was like the only way to get the, because uh, the AT-AT driver had already been packed in with the, uh, with the AT-AT, AT but this one was, I don't know if he was but any not different loose. or not. He was yeah. reposed. He was reposed. But that was the same, that's the same thing that Hasbro always does. Mm -hmm. Those were supposed to go to stores, but there were so many, they shipped so many figures None of the stores were going to buy them. It was like that Toys R Us exclusive wave at the uh, right at the end of the Legacy Collection. Yeah, the expanded universe uh -huh. wave. Yeah, you know, the expanded universe wave. Nobody else wanted it, mm. so Toys R Us got an exclusive. Well, no stores wanted to buy these Power of the Force figures in 1998 because there were so many clogging the pegs. They became a online exclusive. Yeah. Right. And this is about the time where I think it was. Uh... The uh, Imperial Navy guy, or the, 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 I don't know if he was called the Death Squad. The Navy Scanning crew. 
No. No, the no. Re, no. right, Reese and the Imperial Navy officer. What was he called? The, right. He used to be called. No, that was that's about right. Yeah. The naval naval officer. Those, those were hard to get. Those yeah. two were at this time. That was around this time, and those two were nearly impossible to find for a while. And it took. I was the, really the Death frustrated. Star Trooper. Yeah, Death Star yeah. Trooper. Exactly. Yeah, Thank you. I found six of those oh. at a uh, at a uh, Rite Aid in uh, Bellevue, cool. and I was just you, yeah, I was over over the moon. I, on that I had to order them from some <laughs> online place in Iowa. It took me years. We got a to track couple in at Toys R Us, and I bought them. Those were so hard to find. I I don't know what happened with those two, but it took me years to find them. The helmet helmet came off on that 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 one that was really cool. I think that Rees is better than the uh, most recent Rees that was released with the uh, three and three quarter inch black series. I think that one's pretty good series. too. But, anyways, okay, what, good what, times. What, what do you like better about this one than the uh, the new one? I think the new one's head is way too small. Like I don't think that it's supposed to be a mask that fits over somebody's head. Uh-huh. Of Rees. And 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 that re, the, the new Reese from last year is his head's too small. It doesn't look like a mask that could fit over somebody's head. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's better than the new one, but he's a really good figure. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Moving along, the uh, the next phase of figures was the three D placing expanded universe figures. These figures, where I believe it was voted on, I remember doing an online poll. I don't know if it was official, but I remember doing something online, voting for my favorite expanded universe characters. Does anybody else remember that, or is that just something I made up? That sounds vaguely familiar, but very vague. Not sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember. These figures um, kind of spanned the expanded universe. It didn't really focus on on one thing. It did a little bit of Dark Empire, uh, Shadows. Of, uh, no, not Shadows of the Empire. Dark Empire. Um, uh, heir to the heir to the uh, empire and dark was it dark Mystery, forces mysteries of the Sith dark uh, forces what was the game dark forces dark yeah. forces <laughs> loved yeah. loved that game these and yes. and they did two vehicles the uh, prototype for the cloud car and the prototype for the uh, snow speeder which was just called the air speeder and they both came with two kind of Macquarie esque looking figures I would say and they did yep. a speeder bike they did three. oh yeah the speeder bike too I forgot about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and these figures came out with like these figures. They got rid of the freeze frame, and instead they were packed with um, this backdrop that you could unfold, and it was very comic book looking. And you could set your figure up and have a little little display. I thought this was a pretty good idea, and I I think these figures hold up. Oh, these figures are great. I I I, I actually still pick these figures up every time I find them carded. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that. Again, though, I mean, I've already outed myself as someone that likes the um, <clears throat> likes the different. I mean, you have a, you know, I, I guess because we run the comic book podcast too. I was huge into the story with the Luke and the Leia and the Clone Emperor. I mean, those were that was one of Dark that's Dark Horse's first comic book series, and that's what got me back into my love for comic books as well. So this was just a continuation of that. Now I got Star Wars figures on the one of my favorite comic book stories. It was awesome. Yeah, they they were really done. And then I think the most <clears throat> the the standout for me at least was the Imperial Sentinel from this line. Now that that is actually a Kenner design, which is the cool thing about that. Going back to the epic continues. Yeah, um, that's right. He was going to be one of the uh, the newer figures in eighty nineteen eighty five. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or 86, I suppose it would have been had they went through with it. Well, of course, this was the this uh, the other figures were the Dark Trooper and Kyle Katarn, mm-hmm. which were awesome. Yeah. I love that Dark Trooper figure. That's, yeah, that, that's that the was, winner in my mind. Man, that was the definitely the best figure up to that time. <laughs> this wave huge too. This wave came and went really quickly. I remember I found these all once, and then I never saw them again, which was kind of uh, back then kind of rare for figures to vanish so quickly. Did you guys, uh, Ryan? Did you have a hard time finding these? Well, again, I was at Toys R Us, so oh. it was very rare I had a hard time finding anything. <laughs> uh, Ryan didn't have a hard time, but everybody who came to Ryan's store had a hard time finding stuff. It just Actually, depended who you goals, were. One of my goals there was um, was to not, you know, yeah, I got my stuff, but I always made sure stuff got out on the floor. Even though I didn't work in that department, I was bi- building bikes and moving big ticket stuff in the back. But... Um, I, I still made sure that stuff got out the floor. I tried to help people. I know Strangely I, enough, everybody... Ryan Ryan was hanging Star Wars figures behind Barbie figures. <laughs> I'm not sure why. <laughs> well, you know, everybody there knew I was a big Star Wars fan. And I remember, you know, even though I wasn't sales floor or anything, um, getting called out to the floor by, my, by the store director because there was this guy that we called the damn weirdo. Um, he was a real strange dude. Um, that he was always coming. <laughs> I don't know how much I want to get into Really, that. I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> that but, was nobody on the podcast, though, right? Your, descri- your description <laughs> was your. So your description was accurate. Then this guy was wearing like a black brimmed hat with spikes around the band. He had a beard that looked like it hadn't been trimmed in three years. Um, I'm not sure if he had bathed in or in a month or two. Um, he wore like a big old dingy leather jacket. Um, and he was always acting like he knew everything. And so he came in looking for an Obi-Wan lightsaber. And this is in like 97, 98. There was no Obi-Wan lightsaber uh, at the time. You know, the first Obi-Wan lightsaber that came out was uh, Phantom Menace. And he was insisting that it was there. And I'll never forget my, my store manager calls me out. To, he says, Ryan, I need you to go out and get this guy to pull his head out of his ass because he's asking for something that doesn't exist. So I went out and talked to him. And it was, you know, I was an expert in it, even though it wasn't my area on that. But um, part of my thing with working there was to make sure stuff got to the floor, that it wasn't being hoarded by employees, that people could get it. And that was one of the things I did is I posted on the news groups about what we got in. I, I'd never post about when trucks were coming in because I was not supposed to do things like that. But if after stuff came in and, and that it was out, um, and I really wanted to help the collector, and I was working very hard to help collectors rather than um, scalpers. And sometimes it was hard to tell the difference, but uh, – I tried my best, so I didn't just hoard them all for myself. Did your store have a problem with people bending cards? No, we never had a problem no. with that. I remember in, in, in Nashville, not all the time, but occasionally I'd come across figures where somebody had, it looked like it was purposeful, that they had bent the cards, maybe hoping that nobody would buy them and they could come back later when they had the money for them. That's all I could really yeah, think. I remember hearing about I remember stuff. that happening. Yeah. Yes, we had that problem. But because I've seen were, that a few times too. But being mostly a loose collector, I didn't care. People would do it because they figured the people who wanted it on card were trying to resell rather mm-hmm. than most collectors open. So that was kind of why, as I'd hear about a lot of that online. But yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Um, Je- go ahead. Uh, yeah, someone I knew in the direct area uh, was responsible for a lot of our local card bending. And the idea was he wanted to discourage scalping. Mm. And that was his, that was his mission. It wasn't because it wasn't because he 
bought the only good set and then wanted mm. to bend everyone and drive his prices up. He wanted to discourage scalping in the area so this, he would bend all the cards so they wouldn't well, change. Gee, thanks, Robin Hood. That's yeah. a great idea. This yeah. friend he was only harming the carded collector. This friend wouldn't happen to be you, was it, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> no, this friend was the enemy of a— I think of, you're onto uh, something, Jason. Someone we all know here, yeah. Okay. Well, taking the Let's law, out him. He's the yeah. guy that uh, he's the guy that got kicked out of Emerald City Comic Con oh. for doing celebrity handling. Galaxy of Toys does not endorse <laughs> bending cards, <laughs> but it, even or mutilation it's... of cards in any way, <laughs> or biting off the head. Can you get fingers. arrested for bending action figure cards? Is that is that like uh, a, um, uh, I, I a some kind so. of legal offense? No, <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> Misdemeanor. Wow. Tom, Tom, I think we we, we uh, do endorse biting the heads off of action figures. It's proved by you. Exactly. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> All right. Is the uh, flashback photos, as the expanded universe and the freeze frames kind of phased out, they switched in 98 to flashback photos. And these were figures that had another interesting little gimmick. Um, you would... They came with these plastic, these rectangular plastic uh, photos of like the character that was on, on, you know, that you were purchasing. But if you pulled it down, it showed an image of that character or somebody related to that character from episode one. So this is, uh, I believe, in November of '98 that this started, and this was, you know, out quite a bit before the actual Phantom Menace came out. So this was definitely trying to get people ready for. Uh, the Phantom Menace. And Tom, did these flashback photo figures help you prepare for the Phantom Menace? <laughs> Remember, <laughs> back then, I was so excited for this movie. Um, getting a little verklempt because it was such a great time. <laughs> Now, I remember these. It was, it's amazing that we knew so much about the movie. Well, not so much about it, but a lot of the behind the scenes and who the characters were already. Mm-hmm. Um, almost a year before. Well, not a year before. Almost, but, you know, though. Yeah. Pretty close. This is around the time but, of the first uh, trailer. Yeah. Yeah, really, really amazing. And, uh, yeah, up to that point, of course, I was I was excited to learn all I could about anything about the new movies. Jake was probably excited because the file cards on the back of these actually began <laughs> to expand more on right. the uh, characters. Right. And, Why don't you read and... some of those crappy cards, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> Just... Pull a pull a random one out and and go ahead. <laughs> I am uh, actually in the process of trying to put together a f- complete set of file cards from the Power of the Force Two line. It's a fun little side thing. It's what you do when there's not much else to collect. So it's what you do, Jake. It's not what these, I do. Now these figures. Go ahead. I know what you do with your <laughs> your twelve obsession. Let me come over and eat some of your figures, Jake. The uh, the first wave of the flashback uh, f- photo figures had kind of some redos of some older figures, like an Obi Wan, but this time his hood was up. That was pretty cool. Darth Vader could um, um, grasp his lightsaber with both hands, which was also great. And it was a New Hope version with right. the, uh, the over right. the shoulder. They gave Yoda a little bit of of hair in the back of his head. Um, the, the, the one that I, Sebastian Shaw, Anakin Skywalker, the one that yes. I didn't really like though, was the R2D2 with the, uh, pop-up <laughs> lightsaber. 
awful. I just think they kind of third foot. You can see what they're trying to do, but it just didn't quite work. Poor R two got club foot. Can anyone defend this figure and and say that they actually like it? No, no, not in good conscience. Mm-mm. No one, Jake. <laughs> Come on, Jake. Come on, defend it, Jake. Come on, Jake. All right, this He's got a really figure. good card. <laughs> <laughs> should Man, read the damn. What should read the so file good. file about this stupid thing? <laughs> All right, hold on. You I'll got start. it right there, don't you? Go ahead. You don't know what I have. Uh, I don't. I'm glad about that. <laughs> there were a couple of we scenes that came out around the same time uh, that also had the file, the episode one. They were they were basically the flashback and that they had pictures on the back that related to ep- an episode one picture and a original trilogy picture yeah. for like the, some cantina aliens and for some pilots. Oh, yeah, so, that's yes. right. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that those had flashback moments on them, too. Yeah. So small and unassuming, this astromech droid R2-D2 has proven uh. to be a pivotal figure throughout the quest of freedom in the galaxy. Whether delivering Princess Leia's message to Ben Kenobi or accompanying Luke Skywalker in his X-Wing as he delivered the fatal blow to the first Death Star, R2's actions have become legendary within the annuals, said annuals? Uh, annuals of the Rebel Alliance. But unknown to his compatriots, R2 already had plenty of time and experience at the center of action. Many decades earlier, he served on board a ship of a young queen from the planet Naboo, even though he displayed an unmistakable knack for helping others out of dire circumstances. That's not too bad. That's not Hits too bad. me right in the anals. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, you know what's good about this figure? The lightsaber. Boom. There it is. Oh, you got it. <laughs> That's the problem with this figure. <laughs> the second wave of the flashback uh, photos had the uh, Amperu figure, which I was overjoyed. Oh, yeah. Amperu. Can you can you imagine? They Heck made yeah. Amperu. She came with blue milk. Yeah. Exactly. I don't this think... was still in the time when we desperately needed to, like, uh, fill in all those characters, you know, that the background character. This is like the beginning of the background character focus. Mm-hmm. I I like when they take chances on characters that uh, may not seem to be, you know. Did she come with a Treadwell droid too? Yeah. 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 See, that was a one heck of a figure. Yeah. And that's the only one they've made ever since. Oh, wow. Yeah. They've repainted the it. Version, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? What do you guys think of the actual flashback photo mechanism itself? Do you look? You, did you? It's kind of got that weird cardboard pretty pull on it, which is easy to ruin. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Elaborate. Step up. Step up from the freeze frame. Um, yeah. Okay. I just photographed the all these. Movie. Say it again. At the time, it was giving us glimpses of the new movie, and that mm-hmm. was exactly yeah. yeah. Like, no, it's amazing to look uh, back and think that I mean, that was the first time I saw like Palpatine young. Yeah, yeah. I don't think up till then we hadn't really seen any photos, so I was like, "Wow, this is you know," it just made it more and more real. These think are about this we had more images. Sorry, sorry, Jake. We had more images of prequel stuff before <laughs> the movie came out on action figures yeah, than we true. do. New movie now. Right. True. <laughs> that that is. Did yeah, you think? Good point. Did you think Anne Brew got kind of cheated on her flashback photo? Because when you pull it down, it's just me. <laughs> Why? Well, we didn't fun. have Brew in episode one. I know. Oh, yeah. 
would have been funny if there was just another picture of Peru in there. <laughs> yeah, I just photographed actually all of them uh, just this last week uh, for an article I did on uh, all the sneak peek, uh, mm-hmm. all the sneak preview figures, and these things hold up really well. They 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 haven't broke down at all. They they all slide and transform or whatever you want to call it flashback uh pretty well after all these years are any of these figures um rare are they all easy to track down easy easy very easy yes so there's no holy grail of flashback photos absolutely not you only got 11 did you have a hard time did you i had a hard time finding them in stores i mean uh, same with the expanded universe i only saw them once i was getting these at a comic shop by that time I remember like Target uh, clearancing these out for ninety-seven cents. I bought a really? check. Yeah, I was going to Walmart. I, there was a Walmart really close to the apartment I lived in at the time, and I'd go to the Walmart at around two a.m. almost every night, and I would open the boxes of figures and pull out the ones I want. I needed. Who did? Let's let's go around. The, let's go. Let's go around the horn. Jason, around the horn. Who did that? Who did that? I, uh, who did that, or who still does that? I did oh. that. Again. You did that, Matt? You, Matt, weekend. you did it? All right. I, I did it. I did it. I Ryan still do it, it when yeah. I can. Uh, if if you count, like, taking the case out of the back and opening it and getting my figures and then putting the rest on the floor, I guess. But um, generally, we hated it when people come by our pallets and take stuff off and open it up before we put it out. So Yeah, I get the evil eye sometimes, but I felt like most of the time nobody cared. Oh, no. you know, now. <laughs> well, all right, no need to go around the horn then. We're all Looking guilty. Back, I remember, uh, you know, back when I worked there, we it was like the standard thing of we can't put out any new figures unless we have room on the floor to put out new figures, right? Even though the the the, the floor is full of peg warmers and nobody wants to buy, we're not going to pull out this case of brand new figures that you want to buy because there's too much stuff out on the floor. And at the time, I know working there, that seemed totally fine and everything. Now I look back, I was like, so wait, we had merchandise that people were that people wanted to buy. But we weren't going to bring it out to the floor and let them buy it. That seems so ridiculous now to look back at it. <laughs> yeah. Three of these uh, flashback photos flash into young Jake Lloyd. Kind of interesting. Hey. So you have three out of 11 are focused in on him. So hey, What, Luke, Vader, and Luke? Luke, Anakin, and Vader, of course. Oh, okay. oh, that's right, the Anakin figure. Now, I thought that was strange that he came with a lightsaber. Yeah, but eh, I guess kids will play with it with a lightsaber. So, well, I thought. Well, what are you gonna, what are you going to give? Not him? as a ghost. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a great idea. <laughs> what would you have given him, Jason? I would have given him a, a, a removable head so you could put uh, Hayden Christensen's head on him when. You oh, <laughs> shut up! Oh, that was horrible setup. I should have uh, known better. Oh, uh, I got a great idea. What about a holographic? Jake Lloyd, Anakin. What? No, no. Uh, somebody Spirit, mute Jake. Spirit of Jake <laughs> Lloyd? No? No. Can you just kick Jake? That'd probably be easier, Jason. <laughs> um, Jake Lloyd's been in, gotten, kind of got in trouble last, what was it, two months ago? He was in that car chase and ran off the road. 
Yeah. It really makes me wish that the interview I did with him uh, in December had come out. Because <laughs> maybe that's what he was so bummed about that he just <laughs> maybe he would have. Uh, oh yeah, Star yeah. Galaxy of Toys but guys yeah, but don't the thing care. Is, is at the time, he was going through all of his like he was setting up this new business thing that they were doing, mm. and he was excited about that. That couldn't be good for business, right? <laughs> I feel sorry for Jake. Lloyd. He was just driving down the street, and he was thinking of Ryan. Yep. He just, oh. He's becoming dejected because he's beginning to realize that there's probably not going to be the young Anakin anthology film. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. I hope Jake is doing doing well, and hopefully he yeah. overcomes whatever problems he's had. And I'm glad he didn't get hurt and that he didn't hurt anybody. Right. We yes. wish we wish you well, Jake Lloyd. <laughs> he did seem like a genuinely nice person when I talked to him, so and the uh tail end of Power of the Force came side by side with the episode one figures. And these were Com Tech Chips. Now figures talk. <laughs> Tom, I'll go to you. What was your favorite <laughs> of this? My favorite bunch? one was <laughs> 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 you want you want me to plug that thing in again? Yeah, let's do it. Fire it up. Fire it up, Ryan. <laughs> It'll take me a little bit. But... Matt, what do you think of the Comtech chip figures? You didn't. You weren't. We when we talked about these on the we talked these about the about these. I'm sorry, I can't even talk tonight. We talked about these Comtech chips on our episode one anniversary show. But uh, what are your thoughts on Comtech? I thought it was a nice idea, and geez, they didn't sound good. <laughs> You know, they're, they're comic relief at best. Does anybody remember this classic hit? <laughs> was that the Greedo? That? Greedo? Yes, it was. <laughs> good that guess. Said, Do you think they should... To this day, I make good use of all those compact chip, Comtech chips as figure stands. Yeah, it was nice that they right. actually came. This was the first time I there think that figures actually came with stands, which was nice. Well, and the Comtech chips actually had a little hole in them. So you could actually wear them around. <laughs> you could right. actually wear them around. That was yeah. Tom. It came with a chain. Didn't the reader come with a chain? <laughs> yeah. Tom, did you wear these around your neck? Like Mr. There's T. <laughs> Do you think they should revisit Comtech? Try it again. Yes. Better technology. Yes. Well, just because a couple years is... later, a couple years later, Playmates did those Simpsons figures with mm. you know, the right. interactive right. talking, and they sounded great. I think if they ever did go to something like this, it'd probably be something more that you'd scan with your phone and some app would play the sound file. Makes sense. Right there. Genius. Genius. Sitting on a gold mine, Jason. <laughs> so what was notable about this wave? This wave was that R2 was hard to find. R2 with hollow layer. Yeah, very hard hollow to find. Layer. Is there a variation? Well, Matt, Ryan, you got that combination. You got there was that like a comp peg, half circle peg or something in the feet. Uh, there's you a slight issue. Comp check. Rito had a very oh. sounds like. Yeah, let's hit me hit us with a comp check. Uh, uh, why don't I, you just play a random one and we'll try to figure out who it is. No, no, no. I'm just want you to play what this is just turning it on, okay? Oh, okay. Oh. It's it's got an issue. <laughs> He's in a battery. Oh, uh, Matt. What... No, it's not a battery. It's plugged in. Matt, what was the variant on the R2? Well, that's a disappointment. Uh, the R2, it was on the, it was, it was the circle or the half circle on the leg joint. Mm -hmm. I mean, on the, whatever you call it, the foot, the foot oh, joint. Yes. If, 
you know, if anybody ever finds an extra of this figure, um, I've been looking for like close to 10 years for one of those. Which one specifically Which do you need? The, the R2-D2 that came with a holographic Leia. Uh-huh. Just in general? No, no. The, the first one had the round pegs in the legs. Okay, so, right. Yeah. So the round peg one? Yeah, I'm still looking yeah. for that. And, I mean, I've been actively looking for this and still still nothing. Wow. And, yeah. And there's Greedo. You were right, Matt. Greedo had Greedo the, has a different color, just like green, the new Luke Hoth. Yeah, the green pin in his knees. One was tan, the color of his side of his pants, and the other one was green. Not to mention the uh, color change on the actual ComTac chip. Remember, some were holographic and some white. Some had holographic backgrounds and some had white backgrounds. Oh, jeez, I forgot that. And uh, we got Werher. That was a big Exclusive. deal. That was a big deal. That was a that was an online. That was another Star Wars shop. Yeah. Yep. But that Exclusive. that was fan a, club. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I think. Fan club. That's another one. That that's another thing. You never. In 95, at least, never would have imagined, or 85, before the line started, you never would have thought Werher would be a figure. I never did. True. Did you want to Werher? Did anybody want to Werher when they were a kid, like before the line started back up? No. No, but I think it's a standout figure. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's a necessity, too, if you have the... uh, the uh, the bar set up. Now let's uh, let's just go back a little bit Except for the cup that was attached to his hand permanently. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the um, what do you guys think? It's kind of the... like Jake with a cup attached to his hand permanently. <laughs> I got this beer attached to my hand right now, actually. Right. Right. What do you guys think about well, the cardboard it, play like sets? Quick... The, what do you guys think about the cardboard play sets that came out around this time? Terrible. Rip off. No. Oh, oh. Shut your mouth. Make get, more Hasbro. Get out of town. Right now. I'm I with, like them. I'm with Jake. I love them. I think they're great. I think they're great little display areas, and I think Perfect. they should do more. Yep. Wow. Make them. Hate them. Every, every scene. Every scene and everything. Matt, film. did you say you hated them? I hate them. Why? Good man. Good man. Why? The only, the only thing I liked about them was they came with a figure. I thought it was Hasbro cheaping out of making us a real cantina. Or a real Jabba's palace, but it's, right? It's, and, I, it, and I don't want flimsy cardboard. I want real playsets. But it's it's the only At the time I agreed with you, Matt. But now it's like considering how few playsets they gave us, I'm happy that we got those. And yeah. um, I wouldn't mind more. They're nice display pieces to put figures in, so I, I like them for that. Agreed. I wish they would have done a Cloud City one. They kind of, you know, that would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been a vintage callback concerning the Cloud City playset yeah. was cardboard. I was just <laughs> thinking that, Ryan. Uh, I don't know. I might change my mind, Matt. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, there were several cardboard sets in the vintage era. So, Yeah, they were all crap, too. <laughs> they were just way to sell figures. They were just better crap. Chris, when you, you did your Q&A with Hasbro, didn't you ask them about these? Yeah, I, several times I've asked them the <laughs> same question. And every, time, and every time they say, oh, that's a great idea. That's a really, <laughs> that's a really, really good idea. Isn't when you that, have those that Hasbro inter- response number three, yeah, do they just have a tape recorder that just plays that? Is that a phone app? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> soundboard Hasbro, Hasbro soundboard. One of we're not talking about that at this show. Hasbro mm. response number two, we're considering that idea, and Hasbro response number three, that's a great idea. And number four, we'll have more about that at Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> and stay tuned. Insert next show here. Yeah. yeah, they never forget to say stay tuned. Uh, that's a really good idea no that's a really really good idea 
<laughs> and then you ask him like, how good of an idea is it? Do you guys have anything like coming up any anytime soon? He's like, no, but it's kind of like in the parking lot, you know, you know the parking lot. It's kind of like where we have like ideas of for for characters that didn't quite make the cut yet. I'm like, dude, we've been interviewing you guys for like how long, you know? And uh, everybody knows what the parking lot is at this point. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we've heard it so many times. Yeah. So. That's the, a really great idea. It's under consideration. The uh, Comtech, the Comtech wave, aside from the Comtech chips not being so great, the actual figures are pretty nice. They redid Han Solo, which I think is probably one of the better Han Solos they've ever done. The Greedo is really nice. I think it's my favorite Greedo. I even like it better than the vintage collection Greedo. Jawan Gontroid. Yeah, and the Stormtrooper was a quite a nice update from the uh, '95 Stormtrooper. It was with. With color change blast mark. Yeah. Use cold water to make battle wound on figure's chest appear. <laughs> yep. Or just keep or it in a cold basement. <laughs> <laughs> or Madi. How about Madi? He's got the scene yeah. specific, you know, yeah. choking. You know, he's pulling his thing down. And Leia's got her hood up for the first time. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's Please a solid. Please don't say pulling down and choking at the same time, Jake. What does Madi say? What does he even say? <laughs> I don't remember his chip. Body. Probably, um, what is the line about, uh, not, your sorcerer's ways don't frighten me, Lord Vader. Uh, this station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what surprises me through the, the first way, the, the power of the Force 2 stuff was that they never updated Boba Fett until, until the 2000s. Like that's they, true. I, that seems like some. I'm surprised they didn't update him every year. Was popular. Well, series. I mean, they Boba did. was not as big as he is now. Back oh, he was big. He was popular, but he's not not like nowadays. Uh, no, nah, he was still pretty big back then, Chris. I, I remember one of the big things even before Power of the Force Two came out is everybody was talking about just like the vintage Boba Fett figure being worth so much, which it really wasn't. But that was always the figure that was brought up. Um. I remember people could not wait for that Fett figure when it came out with Power of the Force 2. Yeah. And then they released one in the Shadows of the Empire 2 packs that had the green gauntlets. It was more Empire-specific. Um, and then the, was it the 300th figure was Fett? Yeah, that's, that, when, they, yeah. that's yeah. when they updated the tooling on the figure. Like, yeah. they really went all out. Even, now, even nowadays, the, uh, the getting a carded, uh, carded Fett is just, a vintage carded Fett is just ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, it was, he was he was pretty popular back then. <laughs> I remember uh, I remember it was at the three hundred figure. That yeah, the three hundred. Oh, yeah. 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 That flew off shelves. We yeah. didn't we didn't really talk much about the uh, beast packs that came out during the Power of the Force too, but there was oh, yeah. the Job of the Hut with Ron Solo. Ronto. The Ronto. <laughs> I I. This was Crap. not this was not the Job of the Hut I was looking for when this one no. came out. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, the Jewback was nice. I've seen turds come out of my dog's butt better than that <laughs> figure. The Wampa, the Wampa was pretty cool. The the uh, that was good. The Tauntauns were really Wampa nice. Was okay, that first Wampa wasn't that good of a sculpt. It had very Vintage little... Wampa is definitely better. Yeah. The, the, it had very little articulation. The 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 bottom half of him was all one piece, and you could swivel it right. so that you bring his arm around to swat at Luke or Tauntaun, but, or and his arm but... came off. Right. 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 The uh, Tauntaun was pretty cool. The one that came with Luke was pretty easy to find, but it was the second one with Han that was difficult to track down. Those were hard. Which one had right. the broken horn, the Luke or the Han? I think it's the Han. Ah. I don't well, the, 
the Han Tauntaun and the Wampa ship together, right? I don't remember. I think they did because I they, they were both. Hard. I found them each once, but I think they were together. I remember getting the Wampa. I don't remember which Tauntaun I got. What did you guys think of the Rancor and the uh, the uh, Bantha that came out? Those were pretty cool. I think those were. The Bantha, I think, is probably better than the one they redid 10 years later. The Bantha was awesome. Yeah, uh, I got yeah. that. Frank Ford yeah. had something to be desired. It wasn't quite right. It had real feel skin. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I remember when that came out, I still liked my vintage Rancor more than that one. And, and just for a correction, it was the Luke Tauntaun that had the broken horn, and that was the one in abundance. That's the one that I had then. Yeah, I've got a bunch of those. and you gotta... I remember the Han Tauntaun, I had to actually order online because I could never find it. You got to track down that rare Han Solo version, then, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it right now. I'm looking on eBay. Oh, look, there's one for twenty-five cents. <laughs> <laughs> How easy would it be for someone to have a budget of uh, five hundred dollars to start from ninety-five up to where we're talking now? How simple? How easy do you think that would be to uh, to get the whole collection? Simple. In mint condition, carded. Simple. Not possible. Simple. Not possible. Uh. Uh-uh. What? Mint condition. Sure. No. Because everybody was keeping cards. Including vehicles? No. Let's, let's just, just go for the Here's, cards right now. No, no, no. Let, let, let's I think mean the figures. Who, figures only. Let's think about who was keeping these carded. Not the uh, everybody. Everybody. But not exactly. Not the professional collector. They, there were what? people that were throwing it in their <laughs> closets or in cardboard boxes. These weren't people who were preserving them. Right. These were people that were trying to... Back then, people uh, were preserving them. Nowadays, it's like, honey, I'm out of toilet paper. I, We've only got a card at the Han Solo Comtech. That'll be fine. I haven't researched this like Chris has, because I know Chris has been hunting on the vehicles lately for his website. I'm guessing the figures, though. Maybe maybe the card's not perfectly mint, but practically mint are worth a dollar a piece. I'm thinking it'd be easy. I I might be wrong. I'm not gonna surely not gonna try it. Looking but. for a loose a loose set, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking biggest... carded, man. I think I I could probably go to eBay and find any <laughs> card I wanted to right now. Not the you, not the weak card and I'll do it. You can't find you the can. weak weak freeze oh. frame. Oh really? Okay, let's try it. Let's well, try the weak freeze frame. If you go for the Canadian, you probably find it for like 150 to 200. If you're looking for the American one, you you're gonna pay up to three hundred for that one, wow. right? On a freeze frame freeze frame card, and you know mint condition. I mean, we we gotta talk about like what is mint to you. I mean, I'm talking mint mint straight out of the box. You know, sharp corners, no creases, that kinds of stuff. I'm talking. And for Power of the Force two, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. Every convention has you know those figures hanging for like five or ten dollars. But look at the condition of those cards. You know? Oh, yeah. They're carded from 50 convention bucks. to convention. Well, yeah, because they bucks. get packed up every week and mm-hmm. taken to another show. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I bet yeah. if, if you started with the first figure, like, go back to the very beginning of Power of the Force 2, and basically just you had $500 and you bought the figures in order and paid as you went, I bet that $500 would get you into Episode 1. Yeah. Mm. Just yeah. buying the, I think the, you're the, right, the cheapest variety of. I mean, I'm not saying what? freeze frame weak way is a green carded weak way is good enough. 
The yeah, thing is about these freeze frame weak ways, I'm sure they're up, but no one's buying these stupid things. One Come of on. our one of our friends no, I, I, it took me a long time to get I just finally got mine last year. I still how much one. you how much you pay for it? A little over <laughs> two. Wow. But, See, I've been I mean, watching one for close to four hundred and I've been watching it for like three weeks and it's gone. Because the somebody, uh, the somebody bought it. Yeah, well oh. prices are up on everything now. That's just so stupid. So unbelievable. <laughs> Says says the not you uh, not, 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 not I don't mean you Anakin just... offer versus you know Forlom offer versus Ninum offer come on now vintage collectors do the same thing they're just dealing with a product that's ten years older yeah Tom and and you know vintage stuff uh, is only ten 20, years twenty Maybe. back twenty one back forty eight back come on now that it, well I mean some collectors yeah but some well, it's Just, the same collectors that are buying a weak wave freeze frame. I mean, same genre of collectors. I guess. I guess. All right. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't just, I would, um, you know, for people who are just starting to look for these now, I would, I would say do it because I think these are fun toys, even if they're only worth 50 cents loose. Or when I was getting rid of these figures, I remember specifically having a freeze frame weak way. I gave that thing away at, oh. a, uh, at a swap shop. For two dollars. Wow, <laughs> that was stupid. Think of how much vintage well, you could have. Well, I was trying to get rid of this crap, <laughs> and uh, I would have just given points. these things away. So, and then they got. Stuck. How many R two points would a weak way buy you today, Tom? <laughs> Come on now. These? Do you guys think these? <laughs> Maybe these figures are probably the best as far as playability for children. Like these? Uh, probably. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I mean... They they stand up. They hold their weapons firm. They are. Like, I've never had a Power of the Force 2 figure break on me. Yeah. Like, I've had, like, I've, I've pulled out some of, uh, who, who was it that I pulled out of the package last year? And uh, it was, like, just trying to get a staff in a hand, the thumb went right off. I had the uh, Nicto Gunner last year had issues, but. Yeah, I, maybe that was it. But, you know, it's just, I, I think these, oh, also the ATST, the the newer version of the ATST. Uh my son accidentally dropped it from no more than like, I would say probably a foot on the ground and the legs snapped right off, right off. Like not, not didn't come unplugged. It, it snapped. The plastic snapped. The new one. The, yeah. Uh, the newer. Well, Wasn't the scout Walker, uh, for the power of the force Two the same as the, uh, yes. The classic yes, one. It was, it was mm-hmm. the, it was the vintage. That's yeah, why I've used the heck out of those. They can they they continue that durability that you know we really do care type you know we're gonna build toys that you want now you know some figures are so articulated they don't even stand up come on how many grievances have we had who have either broken off limbs or won't even stand up you don't have problem with this power of the force two line yeah they're well made figures very well made the, the, the battle droid is the first. The episode one battle droid is the first poorly made from a like a structural design. No, it's not. That's the best battle droid they ever made. The best of the bunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true. At least it won't bend over. You know, that's true. They only went downhill from there. But from a you know from a play standpoint, you know that was probably the beginning of like these. This figure is not going to hold up like the rest of them did. Yeah, it was rubbery. Yeah. So, um, 
Power of the Force gave way to Power of the Jedi, which we'll talk about in another show. So hey, good. we missed the cruise missile trooper. Oh yeah. Okay, let's go back. <laughs> go back. And that's around 1996, um, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. How many of those turds did you get, Ryan? <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Me too. Who who was just one? The cruise missile just trooper, one was just enough. The cruise missile trooper was a a head. Well, like what was the, like what the uh, the upper was the upper torso? Yeah, it was the upper. It head, was the, the pretty torso. much the head <laughs> and the uh, head. yeah and the arms. Kind of just yeah. no, not even the arms. Didn't have well, the arms arm. are in there. They're underneath. Oh, yeah. were they? Yeah. They're actually gripping the handles, the the yeah. uh, joysticks or whatever. I think that's one of the worst things they've ever made. That's the that's a disaster. I have no appreciation it, for no, that. It looks really cool. No. It looks really cool. When you close it down, you put his head in there and it's got it's got that sleek star destroyer, you know, point to it and it's got this big like pod race type engines on the back. It looks really cool. But then you realize that you got a figure that's somehow like it's like uh, those uh Cylons that are like phased into the battle star or the Cylons destroyers from Battlestar Galactica, the newer ones. It's like they're like wired into the vehicle. Now you're like, I'm out, I'm out, because I thought I was getting a vehicle. I thought I was getting a figure, and I'm and I'm not mm-hmm. getting a figure I could barely see. Yeah, I'm still looking for someone who's customized, like ripped one out of there and put it on legs. I really want to see that. Chris, well, do you basically like basically a tie pilot or not at driver? Yeah, Chris, do you like given the that at the same trooper? time? Oh, sorry, Chris, do you like the cruise missile trooper? No, not a fan. <laughs> and it's actually one of those pieces which I picked up um, many, many years later after it came out when I found it cheap. So I never really spent much time looking at it. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing this one, so I'll pick it up. Um, yeah, not my thing. Ryan, do you like it? Um, Cruise Missile Trooper. I think somewhere along the line there was a cool design in mind on this thing, but the ultimate product is crap. And I remember when it came in, out, everybody thought it was crap. It was made fun of all over the place online. Um, there was a lot of stuff in the era that I bought multiples of to army build and all that. I only bought one of these. That's all I ever wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a stupid thing. Well, the rebels would have had no choice against the cruise missile trooper. This is <laughs> would right have been laugh, with, laughing their asses off. With the uh, was it the MLC or whatever the Fred Flintstone car from the uh, the uh, mini rigs from the vintage line as being one of the stupidest things ever made. Yeah, Matt, did you like the I cruise missile? I love my MLC. <laughs> <laughs> Gus calls that the Fred Flintstone car, and I agree yeah, with him. I can see that, but I always liked it. But tw- given the fact that the, on the same at any given time in 1996, you would have seen the cruise missile trooper, that awful ripcord speeder bike, and yes. the uh, and the outrider <laughs> Dash Rendar's outrider, which has to be about the crappiest vehicle they ever built. I'm surprised <laughs> this line got out in 1996. Yeah, I don't mind but, the outrider, but it's just flimsy. It's I mean, okay, it was only a twenty dollar vehicle, but yeah. You sort of got the feeling that it was supposed to be like a Millennium Falcon, and then yeah. you open it up and it is not. This is like Jason's version of the twenty dollars Falcon he's predicting for Force Awakens. Right. I guess I have to retract that prediction because it's one hundred and forty dollars. You never know. There could be a twenty dollars Falcon in the class yeah. one vehicle. Yeah. Class yeah. Whatever it is. 
Um, we could never talk about everything Power of the Force 2 in one show. It's just too much. But we might get into more of it at some other shows other time. I just want to mention one more thing. Com- what was it called? Complete Galaxy? What were those? Yes. Oh, the little planets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the planets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The planets. planets. Right. Were planets like you'd open them up and there'd be a figure inside. I thought they were fun and liked them. Tom, what do you think? Wasn't this kind of the start of the rehash? Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah, repaints. The birth of the re- rehash. Some of them were cool though. Uh, I never got any of these, but I remember seeing the uh, the Tatooine and the uh, Yoda with the Endor, and mm-hmm. there was the Ewok. Was it, no, 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 uh, Yoda Dagobah. Yeah, Yoda Dagobah. There's and the then, Ewok. Then there was an Ewok Logre, I think, with with uh, with Endor. A glider. There's somebody it's with a glider. A random Ewok. It was just generic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's I like a, the Vader. The Vader Death Star, because it was a, the medi- only meditation chamber we had. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, I, that was I, my favorite too. I I heard there was going to be a Hoth Leia, that there was that was going to be one that was come out, but I don't. I think there were actually at least two more that were yeah, the, uh, announced that never happened. The Leia the one, Leia. yeah, the Leia one never came out. Was, was that fresh. the only Veda which had knees at the time? Yes, I believe. In Gunner, yeah, we could just go on and on. Gunner, Gunner stations. Oh, geez, those Gunner stations. Yeah, oh, that man. was a, those were fun. Not. No. They were. No, I don't like the Gunner well, stations. Hey, Jake, have you got something nice to say about those turds too? <laughs> the Gunner stations. The Darth Vader Gunner station is kind of fun. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> and they planned a wedge in the X-wing that never happened. How are you supposed to keep track of all those little projectiles? Like, you shoot them I, all out, you'll never find them again. <laughs> I, I actually have a Millennium Falcon Gunner Station gun thing sitting right here on my desk. I'm not sure where it came from, but it's just sitting here. So. And they also had the Millennium Falcon that, that would sit on your keyboard. Do you remember that? Yes. Yep. Yep. That, that. You yep. bet. I've got one. Hey, Ryan, Ryan, when you were working at Toys R Us, how much, how much money did you actually take home? Rather than uh, they could have turned my check into uh, an invoice. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I I had a savings account with all my college money in it, so yeah. I was basically earning money for myself at Toys R Us. Jeez, it, it went to my toy budget. Yeah, good man. Yeah, N- ramen no- ramen noodles and Comtech chips. Yeah. I'll throw another one. Hey, good meals. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna throw another one out there. The uh, F- I, I was buying Star Trek and everything else oh, too. So God, that's right. so much that stuff. The FX uh, X-wing that came with the Luke mm-hmm. that you could not take out. Awesome! It was awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome, though. I have 15 of those. <laughs> I can vouch. Why? I've seen them all. I've helped Brian move. He does have good 15. Lord. Um, because <laughs> Toys R Us marked them down in 2000 to ten dollars a piece, so I bought a yeah. ton of them straight a fleet. Yep. What they you... marked down that and they marked down the out ass. Oh yeah. The just ad-ass. because you just oh, because everything. you can doesn't mean you should. But see Tom, I went through customizing and, and made the uh the stripes on the wings. I got up through nine or up through ten. I couldn't do eleven and twelve because I didn't have enough stickers to do it. And on the ones that had pilots that had come out, I actually changed the heads of the Lukes to match that. So I have a wedge one and a porkins one, uh and a Biggs one in there. The sound effects on that on that thing are really good. Yeah. And like you can actually uh do his uh uh viewfinder. You mm-hmm. can actually yeah. change it and it lights up and oh man, it you can hit R2 and yeah, it was great. It, it's it just was great. Really... I will, I'll take a new one of those any day. Like the cruise missile trooper though, it's really frustrating that the figure doesn't come out. I hated it because of that. Yeah. 
uh, and when they eventually redid it without, you know, it became the basis for the X-Wing for several years. Right. Oh, yeah. And it was a good, it was a good toy after that. But yeah. the initial one, I was really mad that you couldn't take Luke out. I think I this was the one that kept me from buying that. The That feature was the one that kept me from actually not getting this one. But I guess the question I ask is why? Because we grew up with R2 on an X-Wing that wasn't removable and that wasn't a problem. And I mean, it, at this point, I don't think any of us here were at the age where we were like playing with toys. It wasn't like we were having simulated battles. I mean, <laughs> I why, speak for yourself. I was. Need, <laughs> why would we need the Luke to come out? I, I never had a problem with it. I for, don't know why. You know why? For peace of why? mind. For peace of mind. <laughs> Well, right, they, Jake. They right, Jake. For peace of mind. That doesn't even. Jeez. Work. You know, I liked it when they came out. I didn't have a problem with that. It wasn't removable. But when they released the X wings later on with a, without a pilot built into it, I liked that better. Oh, definitely, definitely. And they've reproduced that X wing many times, and I've bought it almost every time they do it because I'll have. A what was the version that came out after this one where they didn't put in the pilot? Was that the Dagobah one? The first one was the Dagobah X wing in uh -huh. 2002. Yeah, ding, 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 they ding, ding. they kind of went a little crazy on the paint uh, when they re put that 2002 yeah. version out. They put a little bit too much uh, black paint on it. It looks kind of yeah. a little kind of crazy. The second Dagobah X Wing was awesome because it has all the swamp stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they've done Wedge and a Red Leader uh, and Bigs now with the vintage one a couple years ago. Uh, they haven't done Porkins yet, have they? No, no. Okay. I doubt they ever will. Probably not. And then I and then briefly, uh, you know, one more thing I want to get in is the play sets. They made about f what four or five play sets. They made a uh, two yeah. Death Star play sets, a Hoth play set, an Endor bunker play set. Uh, the the freezing chamber and the freezing chamber play set. That was Power of the Jedi, right? Oh, yeah. You're right. That's that was. Power of the I think it was supposed yeah. to come out with Power of the Force too, but it didn't. And they that it, was, it was a fan, a fan club, club thing. Yeah. yeah. So. Those Go ahead, Jake. Those were pretty wonky. The the, mm -hmm. the Death Star particularly. Mm -hmm. The those were those were rough playsets. They they I fall like the apart. Hallway. The the hallway is good, but it still is it's got a lot of too many pieces. It falls apart quite a bit. It's it, it's a little too delicate for a play, you know, for an actual play set. You want delicate it, that indoor bunker. <laughs> oh that thing, I, I hate that thing. No, the pole side it falls over. On the swing across the chasm, you got those big gray poles that are slide into pegs, and all my pegs are white because you know you actually try to put a figure on there, and it, it just yeah the 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 sets were not they did not live up to Kenner's custom. Yeah, the but, the Hoth one was such a pale comparison to what they had done in the vintage line. Yeah. And yeah, I bought like I think three or four of those Hoth ones because I got them on clearance to create a full trench down. Mm, that's kind of a good. I mean, idea. that's a good idea. You yeah. know, you could use just a bunch of turrets and and create a trench and then have the last one with the shield generator. Yeah. And I like that. That was kind of cool. I no, wish... I've got those now. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. I wish the Death Star stuff had been modular to build a big Death Star mm -hmm. place. That mm -hmm. I know a lot of people wanted that. It, it would have been cooler. Oh, the hallway was kind of nice if you display it from the front and you have like figures. Like coming down the hallway, shooting at you—that type of thing. I thought that was kind of a cool way to display that. Um, but these were not. Uh, most of us, when they came out, thought they were terrible playsets. The Endor bunker, I did like because I always wanted an Endor bunker. Uh, yeah, it's terrible in that it falls over, but it looks good on display in my diorama. So I, I like that part. But they could have done so much more with these. <laughs> what the heck? 
hell was Sorry. that? Sorry. <laughs> Chris what? chime me in. Sorry. <laughs> Chris, what do you think of the play sets? Um, yeah, I'm with Jake on that one. I, I bought the, uh, the desktop ones when they came out, and they were okay for displaying the figures in them, but they're not really – there's not a lot of room to put a lot of figures in them, and they're kind of specific for certain scenes, you know? So uh, they're just okay. You know, they could have definitely been better. Mm-hmm. But at least there are some sort of play sets or some sort of environment, you know, that you could actually display. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wish they would still make those kinds of things, even though they weren't the best. Yeah, I agree. I wish they'd still make things like that too. Final thoughts. Um, I'll just go around and ask everyone, what do they think were the best, figures figure two or whatever what was your favorite item actually whatever you want you think was the best thing from power of the force two your favorite uh tom i'll start with you what was your uh, what were your favorite items from this this line oh um (laughs) (laughs) not in your life launching r5d4 I think uh, the gonk droid that came with the, uh, you know, that was gonk, a neat little gonk. little deal. Yeah, with the with the one Jawa was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Aunt Beru was kind of a refreshing little. Oh, you know the, uh, you know what we forgot to talk about, and I will uh, I will mention this now. The cinema scenes. Oh yeah, dang it, Tom. I like the uh, I like ah. the uh, the Minoc, the uh, asteroid belt cinema scene. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's what the only thing I can the 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 ones I mean they were all really good but I think those are the ones that I especially liked. Are you ever going to be nostalgic enough for this line to just pick up one or two figures? No, never. I I will never revisit these figures again. You just don't hold nostalgia for this. Nope. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Chris, what are the highlights from Power of the Force 2? Highlights. Um uh, there, there are a lot of highlights, actually, I think. Um, Limited to Jake five. and I got together. <laughs> name five. Oh, yeah. I know. You can talk about your – yeah, talk about the it's article. It's hard to, hard to pick. Talk, you can talk about the article, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jake and I got together, and we kind of brainstormed about, like, what our favorite top ten figures are from this line. And um, some of the figures here – I mean, like, I really like the, the Royal Guard that they did. Um, oh, yeah. The uh, Return of the Jedi Emperor Palpatine was really, really nicely sculpted, I thought. Um, the sand it's the was best. awesome. It's the best Emperor. It's the best Emperor in the modern line, I think. Yeah, I, I still love this figure. And um, the Sand Trooper that came out was really well done. When the, the first Sand Trooper, Chris? Yeah. When the first one came out, that blew everybody's mind. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bulky, you know, buffed up and everything, but it's still really cool looking. Yeah, that was definitely one of the first figures we had never seen before. So that was, yeah. And you know the too, like you mentioned, Tom. You know there are a lot of cool, a lot of cool cinema scenes, like especially the skiff guards. I love those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was like all like never before done kind of stuff. It was all new. You know, you'd buy a cinema scene, you kind of feel like yeah, you got three new figures, kind of. You know. Yep, for sure. Um, Agreed. Yeah, so anyways, uh, Jake and I got together and we came up with the top 10 of our favorite figures, which is, uh, you can go on uh, Jedi Business and you can go on Forlum the Suckers and, and check it out and see if you, if you, if you guys agree, but 
Yeah, I, I think it was a really strong line in five years. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to choose from, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, the Snowtrooper with the heavy repeating blaster, I mean, that was awesome when it came out. You guys remember that one? Uh-huh. Yeah. Deluxe. Deluxe line, yeah. Yeah. That was great. I'll, I'll put a link to that article on the podcast notes, too. Thanks. Yeah, no, Jason, one of your favorites is probably the best been Luke. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. That's my. That's one of my favorite action figures of all oh, time. Oh yeah, and I. It's so hard to pick a good one. <laughs> um, really. Uh, Ryan, what 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 are your highlights for Power of the Force two? Well, well, Tom stole mine of the cinema scenes. Uh, I always love those. I actually have one of my favorites sitting right here next to me in the the Death Star duel with uh, Luke, Vader, and the Emperor, which was one of the first times we had figures that could hold lightsabers with two two hands. Plus, we got a seated emperor in his throne. Um, I, I've always loved this cinema scene. I think I bought it three or four times because I thought it was so cool. Um, and I would also go with the uh, the removable Bahamut Darth Vader because it was the first time we got that figure. Um, they had started to uh, debulk the figures at that point, so that Vader isn't quite as bulked up as the first one. Uh, I thought that was just a, a cool thing to get. And then whenever they gave us anything that we'd never had in the vintage line, uh, Chris mentioned the Sand Trooper, which was right away in the, in the second wave of figures. Well, technically a third wave, if you count Leia and 3PO as second wave. Um, and then when we got Tarkin and Slave Leia and the Rebel Fleet Trooper, and they're just on and on. It, it, it blew me away that we were getting the stuff we'd never seen. And then we even got like Skyhopper and a real Darth Vader's TIE Fighter, unlike the the vintage one, which is just the TIE fighter cockpit with longer wings pretty much rather than the fully sculpted body of the Darth Vader TIE fighter. Uh, any of that stuff that we never had before was always cool, but yeah, the cinema scenes definitely stick out for me. Jake, what are your uh, highlights from power of the force two? Uh, you could find uh like, like Chris said, we did our top 10 power of the force figures. And I say one of them that really stands out for me, his head is a little narrow, but other than that, the Power of the Force 2 C-3PO from the Flashback series. This figure is vac metalized, and then it's weathered, and then it has sculpted on sand. It has a removable arm from when he fell from the Tus- from watching the Tusken Raiders being you know being scared and going off the ledge. It's just a great figure, and it's sturdy. It stands up. It looks great. It looks like 3PO from the film, and it, you know they've gone. They've come a long ways from giving this much effort to the weathering, you know. I, I tend to think of Clone Wars. I felt like it was really, they really chinsed out when we got to around the Clone Wars era for what it looked like to really uh, weather a, you know, a uniform or a costume or an armor or whatnot. But this figure just takes the cake. It's fantastic. Um, I really like the Greedo that we talked about earlier uh, from the Comtech line. I, the, I love the fact that he's under his vest. He's got the blast hole from where Han uh, smoked him. In self-defense, um, right? Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, boy. Oh. Um, and then, again, the Imperial Sentinel stands out big time because this is the, uh, you know, Atha Prime. This is a... This is an epic continues figure, and I, I wish, I wish Hasbro would look back. I mean, they like to do a lot of the, you know, concepts of the characters in the films and stuff. I'd love them to go back into their library and do some concepts for things that didn't come out. You know, 
like more. You really want to lay a Bausch with GI Joe helmet and side launcher, dude? You know how many times I stare at Gus's and I look at that and I try to break down all the pieces <laughs> that went into making that so I can make my own? Oh, uh, you don't I want, want that. Mon- I want a Mondo. I-, I saw that. I thought that is stupid. So. <laughs> I agree, Ryan. Nope. <laughs> I want a Mondo Beefhead tribesman. Oh, you're a Mondo yeah. Beefhead tribesman. <laughs> oh, Mondo, you're Beefhead. <laughs> Keep away uh, from me. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of gems in this line. I I as each year goes by, I get more nostalgic, and you know I I still I, again I'll repeat it for the third time. I think there's gonna be nostalgia hit for this again. I think these are this is gonna be. I think the vehicles are the beginning, and yes, the carded figures probably won't hold up the same as the vintage, but I think some of these harder to find stuff will continue to rise in price. I I honestly do, and I think people are gonna become more. Um, because you know, at some point along the lines, people are going to there, – there's not going to be vintage out there for people to collect. And if you're a Star Wars collector and you've been doing it a long time, you're going to start to maybe look at other lines. And this would be the first line you would turn to. You know, Or if you're priced out, if, if vintage prices continue to rise like they have been, going to crazy-ass amounts, then – if you're a Star Wars figure collector and you're really into that, you're going to look at something that is, you know, 10 years past this and a little more affordable. I I don't know. It's, it's I feel like, you know, I don't feel like, uh, yeah, it, there's, there's a resurgence coming. And plus a whole new generation of Star Wars now with these films. The, these are now vintage to sequel fan. Sequel trilogy kids are going to view these as vintage figures. Sorry. I know. Yeah. I said it. They're, they're I said it. starting to sound a little flustered there. You tearing <laughs> up there, Jake? Or I really love these figures. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I knew it. Matt, what what is what is the highlight of Power of the Force 2 for you? Well, uh, like Ryan said, the Vader with removable helmet, that's probably still my favorite figure from any of the lines. Just and that's as much for nostalgia and sentimental reasons as as anything else but i still think that's a great figure um a whole lot a line we didn't even talk about but the emperor from uh the millennium minted coins yeah was a was a really good emperor it was better than the individually carded one uh i like the tarkin i think it's better than the tarkins that they've done since as far as getting peter cushing's likeness on a figure um, vehicles, we didn't talk about it. I like the Y-Wing. Yeah, that's, you know, because I, I never had that as a vintage toy, so I was glad when they brought that back. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that's, it was the longest, is it's the longest running subline they've ever had. So there's a lot to choose from. And even though it's now 20 years old, um, some of the stuff does hold up. To To get in the mood for this show, last night I, got a bunch of power of the force two stuff out and i put it on a kitchen table and set it up and it's it's a lot of fun these toys just look fun and, and inviting and i'm sure kids enjoyed them and i'm i i think there might be some kind of research and although there's so many stockpiled i don't know if the value will ever climb but i would not discourage anyone from uh w- who wanted to maybe think about collecting these from getting them i would say you should go for it because uh it's a fun line my favorite Power of the Force 2 figure is Luke Bespin. I think that is just a perfect action figure. It just 
It's it's always been my favorite. It might be one of my favorite Star Wars figures of all time. I something about it just just uh, is perfect. And I know they've done maybe better head sculpts and more articulation, but as far as just a fun looking figure, I think it's definitely one of the best. And then I would That's, go ahead. I was just going to say that you mentioned the head sculpts. I mean, we, we never talk about head sculpts when we talk about vintage figures. It's, right. it's, it's kind of funny when you, when you talk about anything 95 and on in the modern line, people automatically just go straight to that, you know, well, mm-hmm. it's not screen accurate or it's not sculpted perfectly yet. Not, not one of us kids said that back in the eighties and the seventies when we were picking up these figures and I was like, well, this isn't the color of walrus man's, you know, yeah. face. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's interesting how we hold such a different, um, cause this isn't the era of movie screen accurate. You know, this is, this is still the fun, you know, toward the end of this series, maybe, but at the beginning, th- this wasn't movie accurate. This is fun play toys like the vintage were. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Now, Chewbacca's the same height as, you know, everybody else. And, you yeah, know. of course. <laughs> I will give a little bit of advice for people who are just getting into these figures. Um, don't post photos of them on Facebook in a vintage form and ask how much they're worth. <laughs> <laughs> I know this isn't unless vintage, you want to get but... your ass handed to you. <laughs> How not you to can, make friends? If you're if you're if you want to know value of Power of the Force two figures, post them on our Facebook page. We'll be more than happy to chat about them with you. But I would stay off the vintage pages with these. Right, vintage <laughs> is not what you think. <laughs> I do not think you are understanding the the meaning of that word. So. Um... Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of really cool international Power of the Force 2 items as well. I just recently picked up the uh, uh, Japanese Toys R Us exclusive um, Cantina set, the Cantina play set that came bundled with 10 figures. Hmm. Oh, wow. It had the, nice. uh, it had the uh, green tinted 3PO yeah, in 3PO. it. Um, yeah, there's a um, you know bunch of... Uh, Different card styles for the European releases as well. So, so and the interesting, two, interesting the two cool Hong set. Kong sets. Hong Kong sets are cool. I like those. Uh, didn't I never realized that those figures were actually screwed to their bases. Yes. The Hong Kong right. figures are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I have one set. I have the villain set. Okay. I never opened it, though. Hmm. Um, d- didn't uh, Jedi... Oh shoot! What's the Germany con, Chris? Tom? Jedi. Jedi? Is it Jedi con? Jedi con. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they individually card a? Uh, oh, a three PO. A three PO. Yeah. And then uh, another people, uh, another group did the Spearmint Obi Wan in a individual car uh, box. That was a UK That's thing, I think, right? UK. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of cool international exclusives out there, like international variations, I guess. So, all right, I think that is going to wrap up the show tonight. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank my co-hosts tonight for joining us from iGrubStarWars.com. Tom, thanks, y'all. From uh, <laughs> from Jedi from JediBusiness.com. Goodbye. From JediBusiness.com, Chris B. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, Matt. Oh, thank you.
from uh, I've collected 15 FX X-Wings. <laughs> <laughs> Our good friend Ryan. Thanks. <laughs> Everybody's and, sleepy now. <laughs> it's late. It must be. It's really late. For it's you, only man. 9 o'clock back there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, from Forlom Zuckus. Jake. Tom, I want to appreciate the vulnerability you exposed today by admitting your your your, your previous love of this line. <laughs> I had no idea you were such an apologist for this line. I love this line. Come on, it's great. It is. It is. There was definitely some really strong figures in this one. No one can deny that. It's a great line. It's it, it has a bad rap. It has a bad rap. It does have a bad rap. It does have a bad rap because of the monkey face layup. Hey, during this time, face. I was I was right along with you guys. I was trying to get the, to that right aid way before you guys got there, so I could pick up my third monkey face layup. The bad rap comes from so many people stockpiling these. There's so many stockpiled yes. that they're, they're which they're, I did, and which I did. You know, if these were rare, if these were extremely rare, where it was like, you know, like if these were rare, like vintage rare, where you could hardly find them. And if you did, you had to pay a fortune for each and every one of them. You know, people would have probably a different opinion. But I think the fact that there's just so many of them and it really flooded the, you know, they were they oversaturated. And I think that's why they have a bad rap. Yeah, if people maybe, just maybe. collected them and didn't hoard them, right. it would be, oh, yeah, I collected that line, or that was fun when I was doing that, instead of people getting all emotionally invested in the fact that they're going to get rich in the future right. because they bought 15 of this figure, and then, you know, 10 years down the road, it's worth a dollar a card. So, you know, that that is where the bitterness comes. It, it was from people's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, bad judgment as opposed to the actual quality of the line. Right. And then it was topped off with episode one, which pushed some people over the edge. <laughs> that was the coup de gras. <laughs> oh. Anyways. Um, that was the final wanna, nail in the coffin, so to speak. want to thank our guest, our returning guest from this Yay. week in Star Wars podcast, Matt Fox. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. It's always it's more fun than doing my own show. Ah. <laughs> but you have and such a great show. Speaking of your own show. This week in Star Wars? This week in Star Wars. Um, we'll probably be having lots of news coming up in the next few months. Yes. I guess there's a movie coming out. Right. <laughs> Heard something about that. You you wouldn't know it if you went to the Disney Park, though. I went to the Disney Park recently, and you, there was no sign of Force Awakens. No promo, no ads, no reference. It was really weird. It was really weird. But... For Galaxy of Toys podcast, this is Jason saying good night, but not goodbye. As we've just seen, Skeletor went back into the past to make evil things happen. In reality, no one can go back into the past. That's only make-believe. But we can try to learn from the past, from things that have happened to us, and try to apply them toward being better people today. Remember, it's today that counts. So make it the best day possible. Until next time, this is He-Man wishing you... Good health and good luck.